Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I'm so distracted. I wasn't listening to that at all because I'm still looking at dick dick pics. <laughs> but. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Still here. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. Another week has gone by. Uh, excited to talk about all the Cinema Sins stuff from last week. Everybody doing okay? Everybody feeling good? We've already had our snack conversation. Danae, you've already <laughs> eaten all your food. I've eaten all my food. <laughs> I'm taking care of it. I'm not okay, but I will be all right. Why, why are you not okay? I'm still upset about the tea. Oh, we should because talk I some have, more about the tea. I, I have. This is important. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do need to get to the show. You're right. <laughs> no, no, it no. Go ahead. Tell us no. about the We've mentioned it now. Okay. If you go through a drive-thru in the mornings, they always have a deal on their large size drink. So I get a large tea. I get it mostly unsweet with a splash of sweet light ice. I'm that, beginning to think well, no matter where this goes, part of the problem is your ordering habits, but continue. <laughs> so, that way I can sip on it pretty much all day long because right. it's this massive thing of tea. But today, they misunderstood and they got the ratio of tea perfect. Mwah. Thank you. Thank you, Sonic. Perfect ratio of tea, except for that it's packed with ice. So I've taken like five sips and it's almost gone. So Aww. I'm bummed about that. Are you going to be able to make it through the show? No. Like, you're going to be okay? No. Do we need to Do we need to pause the recording so you can deal with this? And, yeah. And maybe, you know, do you, need, do you need to talk to your therapist? Yeah. Like, how far do we need to go here? Probably all that. <laughs> Aaron, are you the one that's bothered by Sonic Ice? That's you, right? Uh, I don't prefer it. Uh, uh, okay. It's, it's those little uh, ice balls are just so annoying to me because I like when you get down to the ice to be able to, you know... Destroy it with your teeth? Yeah, to, to <laughs> chew on it. Okay, Jonathan, do you know that Aaron can take a plastic straw and turn it into a rock? <laughs> it's a no. rock. 
He loves to chew stuff. Yeah, I do. I chew straws. It's a habit I got from my dad, but I, I chew them in a way that I progressively roll them in on themselves. So eventually, mm-hmm. they're just like a little uh, plastic pebble that I've that I've chewed down. I chew on bottle caps. I chew on all sorts yeah, of stuff. I probably should. I used to. I used to do that quite a bit. Um, I used to chew on bottle caps a lot, what? and I would chew on. I would chew on pens. Yeah, pens. I get. Bottle caps or metal? Um, Why? Oh, no, no, no. The plastic no, ones. No, plastic the bottle oh, caps. Whoa, okay. <laughs> Carry on. Well, my, my dentist actually said there's some uh, hygienic benefit to that kind of stuff. He's actually how uh, teeth get cleaned in a lot of ways oh, is yeah, yeah, through yeah. chewing mm-hmm. on sure, hard yeah. stuff. Your so. dentist has a crush well, and on I, you. I smoked for a long time. And as I, think, I think I was chewing a lot like right after I smoked just to kind of fill in that gap and i don't know i just i quit eventually like i just i don't know why i just i hadn't thought about it for ever until just now so but yeah i don't really chew on stuff anymore yeah i'm pretty much down to just straws if i have a plastic straw i'll chew on it paper straw not so much that's it's pretty disgusting. Well, i think also we work on computers so we don't really have pens as much anymore that's true and, you don't want yeah. you don't want to chew on your keyboard that doesn't make much sense <laughs> do it and then take a picture and then post it online <laughs> Uh, but that's why you like the big eyes is what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah, because I like to chew on it. This is why you express if you're having frustration. It turns into random facts you never needed to know about Jonathan, Aaron, and myself. Oh, yeah, I, I can't stand crushed ice. So, And I can't stand too much of it. <laughs> uh, I feel like I know a lot about Aaron over uh, 13 episodes of this show. Well, that's uh, basically just because I'm a narcissist and I want to be the center of attention. That's, that's pretty much <laughs> all it comes down to. <laughs> And now I know that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to get started? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's kick it off with this inside scoop. What's he building in there? I've got a secret. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, uh, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we're sending, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, we will go in order of channel from TV sins to music video sins to cinema sins. Uh, so we'll start off last Monday's TV sin was one of the most beautiful and meaningful and, and <laughs> important shows we've ever seen. Uh, American Horror Story season three coven. Uh, we did the pilot of that season. Uh, because it's called it, bitchcraft. Yes. Thank you, Jonathan. Uh, I, I, I don't even know where to go with this other than obviously I, I hated it. Uh, I don't, I don't understand what Ryan Murphy is doing. Can somebody help me understand what this show is? Is it parody? Is that what it's supposed to be? Is it genuinely supposed to be scary? Is it supposed to be like horror? I, I, I just, I can't put my finger on what, what he's doing yeah. here. Stephen King, um, I'm not. I'm going to butcher this a little bit, but Stephen King wrote this great nonfiction book uh, in the early '80s called Dance Macabre, and he talked about just the act of like writing suspense and horror and 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 whatnot. And he talked about like how there's like you know early stages where you're legitimately trying to scare people. You're trying to figure out what scares you, um, and that's how you're creating like these you know. Hopefully, like, you know, nightmare worlds and, and, and right, whatnot. Right, right. Um, and then he said at some point, though, a lot of people eventually just go for the gross out. And, I and like, the over the top. And I think Ryan Murphy started there. But here's the thing. I remember sending the, <laughs> the, the first season, first episode. Yeah. And it was so horror cliché. That eventually, yeah. that eventually, I was like, "Oh, that's the point, right?" Like he's doing but, a parody here. 
Have you watched a lot of Ryan Murphy's shows? I mean, Just, I loved I, Glee, actually. I really enjoyed yeah, Glee. So. Yeah, but, but, but Glee's a great example um, because I think the first season of Glee is excellent. Yes. And for them and I but I do think as the show progressed it got a little crazy. Yeah. And I mean it got and it got and it got more um I don't know, it got less focused and more just like let's just let's just throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah, and it turns into self-parody in a way that yeah. is almost unwatchable. And that is absolutely 100% what this show ends up doing. And like I said, I I mean here's I watched the first two seasons and I thought they were okay. I didn't really have an opinion much either way. I watched the first couple of episodes of this when it aired, and then I quit watching it. Yeah. And then the only other season I watched was a couple years ago, they did one called Roanoke, um, which I actually kind of enjoyed that one. And fans of the show, that seems to be their least favorite. So maybe that says something about how I feel about the show. Yeah. Um, and then I did watch the season premiere this for this season of because it's a it's a slasher uh send send back it's it's called eight uh it's called 1984 actually yeah um and i i, I might stick with it for a minute but it, it's pretty insane it's pretty over the top it's a lot of parody yeah i think it's um, just become self-parody yeah. at this point and it's almost meant yeah, to make and you it's, laugh it is it is yeah it, it but it is gross but at the same time it's so ridiculous I'm not even really grossed out by it. I'm just kind of like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm still grossed out by it. <laughs> it, it like, no, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how else to put that. Like, it is gross. Like, I'm not, by no means, I mean, there's some really disgusting imagery in this episode um, that we had to, you know, dance around. And, um, but, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I don't get it either. I'm with you. And I even watch, like, he does the show right now, 911. Um, I actually watched that. And even though it's nothing like this, obviously, it's a it's a procedural, you know, weekly, you know, crime drama kind of thing. Um, it's still kind of, though, at times it gets very much in this vein where it feels almost like you said, like self-parody. So I just don't think he can get away from it. And then, of course, he started off doing Nip Tuck, which is a really insane show. Yeah, he's he's he definitely uh, goes for the edges for sure. Um, obviously, this was a, a Dicer Watkins uh, script. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why Danae hasn't really spoken into this a lot because I don't know that Danae that this is a show you uh, would, ever watch. would ever watch, like under no. any yeah. circumstance. So. No, I, yeah. I actually, while you guys were talking, I went to this website uh, where it did like the most shocking moments of like each show. Uh -huh. and that is just some twisted crap. <laughs> it, it is. I and will so say I this would about say, like I don't know. I'm just I'm assuming it's for the shock value. It's for people who like to just see the most crazy stuff and that's I, I guess it's it's a really it's always been a fascinating series to me though one thing about ryan murphy i will say a couple things i like about him he gets really good casts that's true um, no that's he gets insane sure. i mean i mean he basically resurrected jessica lang's career she even got nominated might have even won a golden globe i don't know and then of course uh, lady gaga won a golden globe uh for her work on this show so i mean he gets the this show gets awards and it gets it gets noticed. It's it's crazy. And I find that, like... Oh, the other thing I was going to say, though. Uh, the other thing I like about Ryan Murphy, and we see that in this episode because there's an actress in this episode. I don't know exactly what she suffers from. I don't know if it's straight-up Down syndrome. Um, and she's been in the other seasons, too. It, she has. Yeah. She has. And then even on that show, 911, and I tweeted about this the other day, there's a, a character, that a, a young child that has uh, CP, and the actor he hired actually has CP. So... I that's something about him I actually quite admire. 
mm-hmm. uh, because most people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, they just hire an actor to to try to play that part. I can um, I can tell you her name because I just googled it. So please Jamie do. Please Brewer. do. Cool. Well, what? Say Thank again. you, Jamie Brewer. Jamie Brewer. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I mean, he does have definitely endearing qualities to him, but then, but it's just, God, this show is just impossible to get into. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the video a little bit. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I, I mean, sending it, I was surprised how much this is basically X-Men for witches. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, like uh, it has to be purposeful, right? Like, I mean, the, the mansion, the, the gate, even the way they all have different mutant abilities kind of like, yeah, it seems very superhero esque. Yeah. It almost seems intentional. Um, I really wasn't thinking about the purpose of this show. Uh, I was just looking for things that I liked in it. So I liked sudden gonzo a lot. <laughs> sudden gonzo was great. <laughs> that I, was me. That that got me and I kind of like I want there to be a sudden gonzo in every scary movie. Like I just want that to be like what I exclaim like ah sudden gonzo you know that one that was my very, very top of the Yeah, no that was good. That was the, that was well, my I, and I love I, I just enjoy when you have like I like going the exact opposite end of the spectrum. Like when you're dealing with something as like crazy and gory and horrific as this and then to like bring in a mem- mention of like the Muppets mm-hmm. and like them singing Happiness Hotel. Yes, um, that's always if I can find a way to do that. I just that's a, always fun for me personally. I, I hope it's fun for the viewers, but <laughs> oh, yes, very much so. I also, uh, and this one was the college girlfriend with the standby elevator music. Was that our elevator music? No. Oh. No, I was that's like, the- no, I just said, um, I wrote that. I just, um, I don't know if, I just said put in like elevator music. And so that's what they went with. I really enjoyed that because most of the time it just kind of cuts off. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you just move on to the next sin. But, but this I time would never if paused yeah. and then, you know, had the like little standby music and then it came back in with the whole, you know, washing Finish the hands. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty. Well, funny. it was like because that scene in the show, it's in the show proper was so awful. Yeah. And so I, I there was nothing I could have written for him to say what? that would have not come off as really weird and crass. So, and then if, if we hadn't, if Aaron hadn't chosen to do that on the podcast, I don't know that I ever would even thought to do that. So, so it's kind of funny how stuff like that works yeah, out. It's fun. Can I ask a question? Who, who decides what we send? Like why this show? Is it because you're like, Oh, we'll find something funny in there. Or is it like, Oh, this is horrible and awful um, stuff. The, we did the pilot of the first season or the pilot of the series. It's a, it's a, it's an, it's for anyone that doesn't know this. It's an anthology series. Each season is a different story. They use a lot of the same actors, but they play different characters. Um, so we did the first, uh, episode, uh, murder house. It did. We did that before the premiere of the last season, right? Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Or we did it during Halloween or something. Um, it did really well. It was one of our top videos for for a while. Yeah, we want to please we want to please the audience. Yeah, and yeah. that's so, weird. So there there are two there are two main factors that we will use a lot of times. One of them is called tent polling, and that basically just means if there's something already in the cultural consciousness, like yeah. for instance mm-hmm. the premiere of the new season of American Horror Story, then we'll say we'll tent pole it and we'll say oh well, here's our sins on an older version of American Horror Story. Gotcha. And then the other is popularity. You know, if something is yeah. really popular, either in you know just kind of general pop culture or specifically has a rabid fan base that loves the video
videos. Uh, when mm-hmm. we, like he said, when we did the first American Horror Story, uh, it did really, really well. So we were like, hey, let's you know go back to that well. And yes, and, it's also there's a lot here to make fun of. <laughs> yeah, and so far this one's doing okay. Um, and and this and this was for both because this did tentpole too because the new season premiered like two days later. Right. Yeah, totally. um, but it's gross. <laughs> it is definitely. <laughs> it is, and, and I did make the decision to do this because this is actually season three. There was a season in between called Asylum, which I just just doing what research I could because, like I said, I don't watch the show all the time. This seemed to be like one of the more popular seasons. Uh, this was like as as far as ratings go, this was one of the highest rated seasons. So that's that was kind of where my decision came from. But I'm probably I don't know that I'm in the minority. Uh, I know there's a lot of horror fans, even that are fans of CinemaSin. So I'm yeah. not no shame to people who enjoy weird horror. weird thing though. This is a but but see but the thing about American Horror Story though is it's very mainstream. In fact, most horror fans I know do not like this show. Most people I know that do like this show and like it a lot hate horror films. Yeah, it's a strange one. It's a, it's a Walking Dead's animal. like that too, by the way. Yeah, I can see that. It's interesting. Yeah. So, so you're saying that there's passionate horror lovers in different genres I just, who don't necessarily I just, cross over. Well, I mean, first off, you're going to have, as of any passionate fan of any genre, you're going to have the people that shy away from the mainstream stuff. So... Like you're gonna have people just not wanting to give this a chance because they're like, well, th- you know, that's just that's just what the everybody likes, you know. But then I think some of it's legit. I I just for whatever reason I just don't think this is what a lot of horror fans want to watch. And I, and I guess a lot of uh, people that don't watch a lot of horror, I I don't know. I, it it's always been a, it's a fascinating topic because like like the difference between like uh, true crime fans and horror fans. Like most horror fans I know aren't true crime fans. Almost all true crime fans I know don't like horror movies. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because it's like, yeah, because like for me, like horror movies are fake, which is why I feel a lot safer watching them and why they work for me. Whereas true crime stuff actually happened, uh, actually happened. So and so I have a lot more triggers. I am a true crime fan. So that might there. be true for yeah. me, too. You know, and I'm not saying yeah. I listen to one particular podcast. I've mentioned it before called My Favorite Murder. And oh, that's my wife's favorite podcast. Yeah. yeah. So tell your wife hello from a fellow murderino. <laughs> will do cool. she has a shirt i think that says that she went and saw them live uh at least once maybe twice that that community is a great community if you haven't yeah 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 i've listened to my yet. favorite murder but um, i i listen because i want to be reminded about the real dangers so i keep my yeah. eyes sharp and i remember how to punch people one punch and they're down kind yeah, of yeah. stuff like and, and i also <laughs> like i i love the whole message of like don't uh i, I think they're um their whole thing is like F politeness kind of a thing. Like don't worry Mm -hmm. about being polite to people. If you get a creepy vibe, don't worry about upsetting them because that's kind of one of the things that females are taught, which is, you know, to be polite and smile, sweetie, you know, Oh, or whatever. And so I'm kind of love, I love that vibe. And I also want to remember to keep my eyes peeled. I've got a little kid now and all this stuff. And it is, it scares the crap out of me, but like in the best way possible, which is like, don't trust anybody. (laughs) (laughs) That makes perfect sense. And I love Georgia, by the way. Love Georgia to death. They're both um, great. They're both great. But you're right. And oh, yeah, so they when are. I, when I watch anything like horror and things, I just don't connect. I don't connect to yeah. it. I, yeah. I, don't I wanna, think that's what a lot of it comes down it. to. A lot of horror fans don't like haunted houses, but most people that like haunted houses are not don't like horror films. I mean, it's just... I hate haunted all, houses. <laughs> I hate them. I do, too. Oh I do, too. But, there, but there's all kinds of... 
uh, things like that out there. But it could be like we were talking about numbers last I'm week. You could just be you could just be seeing things. I'm sweating. Um, <laughs> I just realized I'm like when I started thinking about haunted houses, I just started getting really mad. Did you punch? I'm sorry. Did you punch somebody in a haunted house once? I almost got into a physical altercation altercation with Pinhead. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah, he was very close. He was breathing on my neck. That's inappropriate. Back off. <laughs> I was really. I'm scared. impressed you knew the character's name though. Like. Yeah, I that's one that I saw. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, you're a horror fan. I can finally ask this question. Okay. I don't like Hellraiser, so. Is that what it's called? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. All I remember is that there was this guy with pins in his face. Yeah. And maybe like a black cube. Uh, there, yeah, the cube is like, I guess, how they, the, the puzzle box. It's a puzzle box. I was it's at somebody's like... house and their parents mm-hmm. were watching this and I could not look away and it scared the crap out of me i've mm-hmm. i've blocked a lot of it from my memory like it is so scary to me but like some of the imagery that i saw was the most disturbing and that's all i remember so yeah that's that's clive barker okay so that's He's... called it's called what's it called hellraiser hellraiser, hellraiser. you want to watch like it again 10 of them nostalgia oh no <laughs> i just started having like a mild panic thing in my chest no all right I don't all right want well, to. let's move let's let's continue on then no shall no we? no we have to talk through my psychological <laughs> disturbance right now <laughs> the only i'm sorry i did not mean to get us off anything no but, no no. Um, no you're good so narration i was really happy with that yeah yeah um. little little horse narration I remember that was one of those I wrote. I was like, I cannot wait till Aaron reads this. He's going to be so proud. I was. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, Jonathan. <laughs> uh, I, the only other things I wanted to mention were the fact that this this TV show doesn't know how to shoot a non-Dutch angle. Oh, um, that's true. I, at least this episode. At least this episode, in my for notes, sure. I, in my notes, I have so angles such Dutch. Uh, it is like every single shot is crooked. And it's just like... At some point, uh, it's it becomes uh, it stops being unsettling and just becomes uh, dizzying. <laughs> a cervical spine issue. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weirdly shot uh, show. For but sure. but on the positive, Aaron, because of that sin, I googled what a Dutch angle was. Oh, nice. Yeah. So now I know. So now you know. All right, let's uh, let's move on from that beautiful show, shall we? Uh, to our run of Friends episodes, we're on to the one with the prom video. This was also Dicer Watkins' yeah. script. Where Danae can tell us how what we think is funny isn't. Oh, <laughs> go ahead, uh, ahead Danae. Do we need to sit down in a counseling session? Oh, I missed this. What, what happened? Have you already said something wasn't funny? No, no, this? no. It was just what she said about Friends on the last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, totally. She wasn't, like, she wasn't really getting into it like we were, I guess. At least that one episode. Did you like this one? Um. So, yeah, because it's not about poker. <laughs> uh, although, this one's, like, the famous episode the big yeah, kiss. It's, it's one yeah. of them for sure yeah it's like if you have a friend that's like oh i want you to see friends and then they sort of skip ahead to this one where they get together so all i really was distracted by was the eyebrows i mean skinny thin eyebrows was such a thing in the 90s oh i didn't even notice yeah. they all like they pluck like their eyebrows and stuff thin. oh yeah they're like teeny tiny hmm. so that was really distracting to me I forgot, I, a... I forgot to think about the acting the plot line or anything i was just distracted by eyebrows the whole time i had a girlfriend in uh high school i think like my freshman year yeah no it was, it was exciting time for me um <laughs> and uh and i i will never you know how there are those things that people say that just stick in your brain forever and you just for whatever reason that's the thing she was uh doing some plucking of her eyebrow and she turned to me and she said don't ever start plucking your eyebrows you can never stop it's true 
lies. She's not lying. <laughs> and I just remember that. I'm just like, don't worry about me, babe. I like, yeah. That's not something I've ever considered. Can we talk about your eyebrows for a split sure, second? Sure, yeah. Okay. Mine, Aaron, mine personally? Aaron has magical eyebrows. I do. If you've yeah. ever played World of Warcraft, there are these characters called night elves that have eyebrows that extend beyond their ears. Mm-hmm. And those are Aaron's eyebrows. He has magical eyebrows. I, oh, wow. I'm almost sure if I let my eyebrow hair grow, I could braid it at some point. You, I was going to say, you trim it at least, he right? Does, yeah, yeah. yeah, I trim it. Okay, There's, yeah. No, I trim mine too. And occasionally, like, I have, like, the. I don't have a full on, like, unibrow, but what? I do have a little bit of hair in the middle. Wow, you trim So, like, sometimes I have to get that little part, like, waxed. I wonder if it's because, like, dudes have facial hair and so you just have extra growth i Maybe. wish my eyebrows grew that fast you don't you don't have to trim yours no never. can you grow I've a never. full beard aaron uh no not i mean close thought you were gonna Interesting. ask me got real excited <laughs> oh no sorry well i was just curious because you were saying about the way his eyebrows do because like you know you were talking about men with facial hair but facial hair is very different because like some oh, yeah. some dudes some dudes can't grow a beard at all i don't know i don't remember what happened but we were at work and you came in and maybe you just hadn't trimmed for a week or more yeah. or something. And I was just staring at your face and I play World of Warcraft. And so I was like, you have magical, you have magical elf eyebrows. Elf eyebrows. Yeah. Anyway, how did we start talking about that? I have oh, no idea. Oh, oh, yeah, friends. That's why. Yeah. You, yeah. you were um, amused by the skinny eyebrows. This is the episode. This is the, the um, okay, actually, I guess before we get into our favorite sins and the sinning process, what did you guys think of this episode because you I guys think, did this one. I think people forget how it's not even about the prom video, except for like the yeah. last three minutes of the video. Like, it's there's a big reveal. It's there's so much other, but the rest of the episode has nothing to do with the prom video. You no, know, it I mean? doesn't. But but it does. It's still really funny though. It's got the uh, the buddy the buddy bracelets. Yeah, I think that was actually one of the jokes that was made. Was there's so much stuff that's happening in this show that is not even memorable and. So why are we spending time on it? And it was like the bracelets and something mm-hmm. else was mentioned. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I have no recollection of that moment. Just when Rachel kisses Ross. Yeah, that's the big one. And I've never thought anything twice about how she was. The whole thing is we're not going to get together. We're not going to get together. And then she sees him do something sweet and is like, eh. yeah, is it that sweet? Let's tell as, him as as the the double X chromosome on the, the podcast today. Like if if a guy was was going to go to prom with you because, you know, your prom date canceled? Like, is that enough that that would immediately turn you from, look, buddy, this and, is never And happening. a guy that was already, like, super attracted to her. I yeah. mean, it's not like, it's not like it was a, it was difficult decision to make, <laughs> I guess. Um, okay, so I'm, I don't know. I can't speak for all women. I don't know. Well, that's too bad. Rachel's I'm asking character. you to speak for all women. I fear vulnerability on a deep and meaningful level. So if someone shows me any kind of affection, I run. <laughs> so I wouldn't play a really good Rachel. <laughs> I think it's just as likely that somebody who had been acting and saying what Rachel had been saying for that entire episode sees that and feels more creeped out. Like just as much feels icky about it as she would feel good about it. I think that Ross's gesture was actually really kind. It's like that goofy thing. I mean, he does have a mustache, and that is stalkery and creepish. Now, <laughs> by, well, by today's standards. But. And him just sitting on the steps playing his, like, Casio keyboard, that was really creepy. You know, that's a, that's a, that's a kid thing. Like, that's just kids. Yeah, that's kids. not like a grown adult in college thing. <laughs> no, but that wasn't college, was oh, it? Oh, he was in college. She was in he high was school. Because he's older. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I know some college people who are very, very immature and have weird social cues and that's okay. Like it's just he's that's Ross. Ross is that weird sure. guy. So I don't know. I 
I think Ross's character was fine. I think Rachel being wishy-washy is weird. I actually just I don't dig Rachel. I don't I don't respect her decision. If you know, no, somebody- it's just really funny because I remember last week you're not a Rachel person and Aaron's not a Ross person. Yeah. Here's here's a situation where. <laughs> You, she knows that somebody has crushed on her for a long time. That's extremely evident. And now she's watching something that's confirmed. And then she goes over and initiates a public relationship with him that like is a fulfilling of fantasy. So for me, she's very self-centered because she's just made this moment, but doesn't even follow through on the relationship part of it because the relationship, it just falls apart a lot. So it's like, she just kind of got caught up in a moment and she should have just kept her emotions in check and been like, that was incredibly sweet. Thank you for being such a great friend. Ben. I think as I watch it more and more, I just become more and more aware of how toxic that relationship probably would be in real life. Yeah. Because she is very much a self-centered narcissist they show us in the show and he is very much a codependent sniveling codependent you know mm-hmm. it would yeah. be a very rough relationship in real but we life. are talking about a fake relationship right now <laughs> so. and he's also like he's not very nice like there there was like this one really weird episode i think it's earlier in the second season if i remember correctly and it there's this it's like uh phoebe talks about how she doesn't believe in evolution and he's basically like attacking her the whole show like because, you know, he works with dinosaurs and, you know, he's a scientist and whatnot. So, But we've talked before about this show kind of falls apart in that they change yeah. they change a lot of the character traits and different things. Yeah. And there's lack of consistency. Yeah. So I think- but I'm kind of with Aaron, like looking back on it, Ross is I mean, the way they write Ross is really weird. Like. They 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 make it really hard to root for him sometimes. Well, and when he's not being when he's not being codependent, he's being yeah. mean. He's being outright yeah. mean. Yeah. Like there are some scenes in this show where he says things to Rachel. I'm just like, how has that relationship ever come back from that? I, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's a very interesting but character. It, but it is a good moment in the episode itself. Like the way they build up to it. And everything. I mean, it's well executed. (laughs) I'm with you, Danae. Danae said it was a good kiss. I I actually agree. That's actually a really good kiss. It was just the whole. That the whole steamy. moment was well executed. I was like, and, oh my, I haven't seen that in a long time. That's a really good on-screen kiss. That's nice. Yeah, and if you were watching it at the time, I mean, when it, you know, that was a big moment for the show. This is um, something that's not talked about because people don't realize it. But the entire nation screamed at the same time, and that's when the satellites got all cattywampus in space. <laughs> It was okay. just, the kiss? this whole thing. The kiss. Yeah, the kiss caused the screaming, which did the whole like waves up into space, and then we lost satellite for a few days. Just, but that's just all hush hush. Mm. We don't talk about that. I think we'll see that. And Tony a, Soprano got shot. We'll see that. We'll <laughs> see that on an episode of television from behind. Uh, so <laughs> this was the one that I alluded to earlier. I I'm pegging Aaron as the Mr. Geller is garrulous. No, no, that wasn't me. <gasps> that wasn't me either. So that must have been that uh, was, Barrett. Whoever shouted on that, guys, Barrett, I think. I am eating a shoe. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, I pegged it. I literally went, okay, Aaron. Because <laughs> I had to stop and look up a word. This is what I tell people all the time. Like, I, I love so it's, it's totally fine with me that I'm the pun guy. I get the wordplay guy. But we all do it, and we're all really good at it. So don't. Okay. Like, Maybe you know, not all. I'm on the team now. <laughs> and there were and, and there were, there were puns before Aaron and That's I started right. writing. Yes, yeah. exactly. That wasn't a pun. That it's was, wordplay. That was, wor- that was a, a word really play, cool yeah. word. It is a great wordplay. Yeah, I really Minnesota Timberwolves. It was you though yes yes that was funny i don't remember that, that was one uh, had to... huh <laughs> she said she didn't remember that one at all 
Go figure. Uh, reverse dignity. Just because, Dene- by the way, people that live in Minnesota, Danae hates your state. That's not true. <laughs> well, I did some research on the worst uh, NBA team of all time uh, oh. for, yeah, that, for yeah. that sin. And I think it's safe to say the Timberwolves, even though they've made the playoffs a couple times, they are they are the worst basketball team the NBA has seen. Who's responsible for reverse ding the bing? That was me. That was fun. Reverse ding the bing was me. Um, and then in this one, we also had another CSI scream. Yes. Who did that one? I don't. Uh, pretty was, sure that was Aaron. What was the joke? Shellfish. Oh yes, that was definitely me. <laughs> the lobster joke was definitely me. And you did the well. That was the was that the whole lobster thing? So there we we yeah. do several lobster jokes, but basically yeah. it was. And I, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this in keeping tabs. Uh, this is part of my keeping tabs. But the idea that lobsters aren't actually monogamous uh, was kind of where the joke comes from. And I knew. I was setting up that pun for the whole time. And whenever you yeah. know you're setting up a pun, you got to go with the, the CSI uh, screen. Oh, so, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. But the I had the lobster thing written down, though, because I just think that's funny because, I mean, and, and I mean, I, I guess they could be playing up the idea that Phoebe doesn't really know what she's talking about. But I think the showrunner, I think the writers are screwed up. No, it's a common misconception. There are just yeah. those things that people believe are facts that aren't. And that's one of them. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep. And in this episode, and people talk about us not doing research. Sydney <laughs> uh, becomes sentient. Yes, this is when it happens. I'm so excited. I love this because we've been talking about this on this show. Mm-hmm. So for those who have been listening to the show, they kind of got into your mind as we've talked about like ideas and heard you like. I don't know. It's just kind of cool to see it actually come so, out. So, do you want to hear my uh, my backstory for for Cinny in my own mind? Oh no. Yes. Uh, I think Cinny wasn't sentient until Cinny got killed in the South Park video. Uh, and then when Cinny got brought back to life, he, he had to be given a soul. And since then, it's be, been becoming self-aware, finally to the point where it's like starting to have its own ideas about oh what it wants God, to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that got so much love. And I'm going to talk about it in it the did. comments section when we get done the comments. Let's move on to music video sins. We did 21 Pilots, the hype for 21 Pilots, all lowercase. Uh, Yes, 21 Pilots, all lowercase, (laughs) the hype with capitals. Um, So Barrett, of course, wrote this. And what do we think about this video? I loved it, by the way. I'm a huge 21 Pilots fan. I am, too. I I was curious what you guys thought of 21 Pilots or if Danae knew who they were. I do. Um, I do. Awesome. Um, no, I do like them. They're you know growing up uh, having a a young child, um, you and working for music video sins, uh, you get the double whammy of having to listen to a lot of popular music. So um, it's always nice when you find something that you actually kind of enjoy. <laughs> yeah. So like once I realized they were okay and my and my daughter liked them, I was like, oh, we should listen to more Twenty One Pilots. <laughs> so I've actually uh, I've listened to quite a bit of their stuff, and uh, no, they are they're really. Uh, they're 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 a pretty cool band for the most part. Super talented. I remember the big, yeah. the the biggest revelation for me was that there are only two of them. I was like, what? Yeah. Um. And yeah. so, in fact, there's a, a neat little nod in this video. I, I I don't know how much research you did on this actual video, but there are a lot of uh, Easter eggs and hidden stuff in the video for Twenty One. Just Pilots from previous Twenty One Pilot mm-hmm. stuff. Or? Yeah. Are you saying there's not Twenty One of them? <laughs> no, there's just two pilots. That's so weird. Yeah, two in one, two in one pilots. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that how makes that works. sense. No, we and they do that quite a bit because I've done a few of their videos in the past, and like there was this one where it started off with like uh, the whole video it was like there was a car that was burning and was driving down this road, 
And then the next video they did, it started with uh, him getting out of the car yeah. and moving on to like the next thing. Yeah, some of the um, some of the most yeah. interesting stuff on this one. Uh, this the, the part I was mentioning was there's an interesting point in the video where you can hear in the background audio from an interview that they did, uh, and it's actually in the song. But it's basically them talking about how like there's only two of us, so we'll have to use technology and stuff to cover it up. Huh? Yeah, that's it's part of the interview is in the song. In the song, if I'm interpreting it correctly, is about their career in a lot of ways. And like each see that. each stage of the music video is like a different. stage stage of their career uh at first they you know it's just in a home with a few people and then it moves to the garage with like a smaller crowd and then it's to the roof with a huge crowd and everybody's wearing yeah. the same plaid clothes they are and, and then there was a drug abuse problem and the whole roof fell in mm-hmm. yeah yeah something oh, okay. like that okay uh, i also like how monotone they are um and that's part of their appeal actually the way they uh they're so level-headed they're so level like steady with their singing and their vocals but then the song is called the hype <laughs> Yeah. Well, so then, it's like, you know, can't believe the hype. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. But it seems to me they're they're singing to their old selves. Like they're, yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're in a way saying, "All right, we have to remain level-headed here and not believe like this hype that's around us and all these people dressing like us and loving us and adulation and let's get back to you know, just understanding it's the us music. and the music. And of course, it's very symbolic with him opening up his chest at the beginning and end. Uh, that's, oh, yeah. that's Tyler from 21 Pilots. And so, you know, the whole thing is taking place inside him. Hmm. Uh, he's offered a, a Capri Sun at the end of the video, uh, which is everyone's dream, which is everyone's dream. But also from their very first video uh, for um, Stressed Out, like which was their huge first hit. Yeah, um, there was a Capri Sun in that one. So I, I really huh. I think there's a lot going on here with them kind of dealing with their fame well and their artistry how mm-hmm. uh, this is where i like to see artistry uh shine is if they're really involved in the deep parts of a video i think like um oh what's her name sia yeah yeah uh, she's another example of somebody who i just find to be really fascinating in how involved she is in the visual parts of her artistry and how mm-hmm. how particular things are and that there's this deep, deep symbolism. And so you have to like read interviews and blogs and watch different things and figure out what it all means besides she's what you're the, just She's the one that doesn't show her face, right? Correct. Right. Yep. Yeah. So like in this example, you've got these kind of just two dudes, but then there's a lot of just real interesting beauty in what they created. I really liked it. I had a lot of fun. And I thought the Sims video was fun too. Yeah, let's transition to that. What do we think about the video? Uh, I totally thought that we were getting a shout out. Okay, here's the here's the sin. I don't believe the hype. And then that was like they they saying that. Uh-huh. And then the sin is the talk around BTS is they're not going anywhere. Oh, you thought BTS was behind the sins? And I was like, no, yeah! no, it's a it's oh, a band. Hilarious. Oh, that's great. I literally wrote, oh my god, our show is mentioned in the. Oh no, no, that's not us. <laughs> I got really really excited for about no. But what's three interesting seconds. is he he does make a TV sins call out though because oh. he does the my so called life bit. Well, which he worked on that script with us. Oh, that's true. I, yeah, so he had just wa- you know he had watched that episode and everything. So I mean, I mean, he's really calling out my so-called life, but he would not have done that if he had not worked on the TV Sins video. You know, it really is interesting how uh, the shows that we're watching influence the shows that we're sinning. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The next shows that we're sinning. You know, we'll see. Like especially with outtakes. You know, there's outtakes mm-hmm. I would have never thought about that will end up in something just because I just saw that show and and realized that that's in there. So 
Yeah. It's, <laughs> all it's, my outtakes are like, it's Sesame Street. It's all I can ever remember. <laughs> uh, I also like the flow into Wonderwall. Yes. Anytime people do that, that sort of mashup, sometimes it's done just to show how similar something monotonous is. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or like a, a, there was one that I think you showed me several years ago of how similar country songs are. Yeah. And it's the same exact song. From like 15 right. people. Same chord progression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yeah. So this wasn't quite like that. But this will happen to me when I listen to music. Oh, that riff sounds so familiar. And you just try to search your brain and figure out where it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was done for us. And so that was, I really like that moment because I love it when that stuff happens. Yeah. You've mentioned all the stuff I was going to mention. Did you have anything else, Jonathan? Uh, a huge, huge pet peeve of mine uh, working on these music videos for the channel is when the videos stop for like a middle of the video sketch. And 21 Pilots doesn't really do that. So that was a little disappointing <laughs> when they did it. Uh, he brings up Drake. Drake is the worst because Drake's videos will be like 13 minutes because there's like nine minutes of not music. And it's just, oh, it's frustrating. Uh, Chekhov's Ladder, I just thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, and did they get a package deal on the terrible hats? Um, <laughs> yes, because those were terrible hats. So, yeah, but no, it was it was it was it was really funny. I mean, it's a video that Barrett's so good with these, where not a lot happens, but he still is able to just get a lot of material out of it, um, which is the hardest part with music video sends a lot of the times. I would highly encourage you. Bef- um... Before we move on, I wanted I wanted to say I'd highly encourage anybody to look up the hidden messages in uh, the hype music video. There are yeah, I'm doing that art- for sure. articles that uh, you can read and fans have picked up on. I think even the yellow tape means something at the end where he you know huh. tapes up the poster. That kind of stuff is meaningful to them. Um, so it's it's fascinating to look into that. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, as far as music from behind, it was Camilla and Sean. Uh, and boy, I laughed a lot during this one. Camila, yeah, it was good. Camilla. Come, 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 Camilla. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Um, the timing on the shaft joke is one of my favorite things <laughs> I've ever seen in music from behind. Because it's it, it, there's just enough of a pause there. Yeah, and the and the image comes up exactly when he says it, and then it's gone almost immediately, and it's just I missed this. I, oh, it's I so it. perfect. Um, There's so much to see in these. That's the fun part of this yeah, it's easy to insane mashup. Is uh-huh. you've got the script and you've got what's happening visually. Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing I had to mention, again, being a wordplay fan, is he says the gig was up instead of the jig was up, which I, I thought was, at first I was like, oh, you meant the jig was up. But then I was like, no, musicians do gigs. I don't know. That one that one also and appealed also to me too. And also it's gif jif. <laughs> They're interchangeable sometimes. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. It's the same <laughs> word. Uh, I was loving... There's this one moment whenever she looks uh, the the look in her eyes and then her eye just starts to slowly roll out to the side <laughs> yes. like a lazy eye. Oh yeah, I actually when I was looking at the editors, when I was looking at the copy of it with the editor sent to us, I I noted how great that was. I laughed so hard, which I it takes a bit to make me like really laugh when I'm watching something. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that on these what makes me laugh are these visual edits. They're brilliant. Like whenever she goes into some sort of like, I don't know, uh, researching or something and her, they put sunglasses over the top of her, but they're upside down. I find that stuff to be 
freaking hilarious. It's yeah. just well, and they have to find this stuff too. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing about you know with the other channels, or I mean, this is on Music Video Sense, but with the other types of videos we do, like we have the material in front of us, so we're not we're not having to search for stuff other yeah. than outtakes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like I don't know where they found that shot of her eyes. I just find this stuff to be. And and maybe that's more commonly known than I'm aware of, but I I don't know. It, yeah, it's they they do an amazing job uh, with what they have. It's crazy. Everything you're seeing is wrong, and you'll still have comments like, "This is satire, right?" In fact, like Roland. <laughs> I had to said I that. had to double check that Justin Bieber and Haley Atwell weren't actually together. Um, <laughs> they but, have uh, no, they have not. the obvious ones where. The script says it's May 7th, but then the calendar is like the wrong date and everything. So that stuff is just super on the nose. But then there's these other digs that are so nice, like the empty echo chamber reference. I think that's a beautiful reference because, you know, you want to be in an echo chamber where you're having people tell you what you want to hear. But then to call Mm -hmm. it an empty echo chamber, I'm like, wow, that's actually kind of deep. Even though it's so it's like a deep dig. Yeah. Anyways, I really enjoy these a lot. Um, But my all time favorite, because it's just all over the comments is everybody reacting to the because you're not wearing any pants <laughs> and it's all like wait how do you know i'm not wearing pants you know like can you see me right now it's just everywhere in the comments that was just yeah these continue to be my favorite and it's really clear the fans are having a heck of a good time yeah yeah it's good stuff let's move on to cinema sins the one cinema sins uh <laughs> video of the week since we are still in september gi joe rise of cobra not rise of this the cobra Rise of what do you mean? It's your favorite movie. I have a list. You know, I love lists. Yes, I lists love are your ranking favorite. things. Uh huh. Yeah, you sure do. I wa- I remember every movie I've ever seen. Uh huh. Yeah, boy. And all of the actors and actresses. Like my favorite are all. I, in this, I totally so. forgot to put the sarcasm filter on our uh, soundboard today. Oh. People are going to start believing you. Oh, oh, sorry about that. This movie is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this was a uh, Cher Watkins joint. Mm-hmm. So Jonathan did write on this one. Now I think we can give a little backstory on this we've held this one for a while well we it was one that we wrote earlier in the summer um it was supposed to come out earlier and you know fun stuff happened with uh with youtube yeah and uh so we had to wait on that i was just gonna say what's interesting about that is that there's actually a sin about writing on another video at the same time yes and when it came Uh, up even though i know that we've held this for a while my brain did that thing that was like Wait, we we did that video a long time is ago. Is it huh? the and I'm going to mess up his name. Is it is it in regards to Christopher Eccleston or Eccleston, yeah. Eccleston is that is that what you're talking about from Gone in 60 Seconds? Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, cuz they were supposed to come out maybe even the same week. It's it's been a minute. Uh, yeah. but it was definitely right around the same time and I remember it was really funny because there was a a YouTube comment on the Gone in 60 Seconds that was like, man, you guys missed out doing the Doctor Who is that? And I remember at the time thinking, oh, just wait a couple days. But then <laughs> or a couple months. That turned into wait a couple months. But yeah, um, but yeah no, we did we did get it on All the right. next go around. Let's talk about the movie itself. Um, it's it's really bad, right? I like, really wish Barrett was here, although he's talked about this many times, like on Zencast and stuff. Barrett loves this movie. Is lo- does he love or does he, does he just recognize it that there's something watchable about it? Because sometimes- I mean, it's, I guess it depends on how you look at stuff like that. Um, I mean, I think he genuinely enjoys himself while watching it. So I, I, I don't think it's necessarily a, it's so bad, it's good. I mean, he would need to speak to that. But from what I understand, like, I don't think he thinks it's like high quality, but I think he genuinely enjoys it. He thinks it's a little underrated. 
Yeah, um, I, I, and he gets he he gets a lot more out of it than like I think we do. I think uh, out of the three of us, it sounds like I may lean more towards that than you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I do find some of it fascinating and some of it watchable. I you know it's just it's not a very well made movie, and it's definitely an aesthetic that feels out of place. Uh, yeah. and it's, it's very, it's very transformers to me. There's a very, there's almost a Michael Bay aspect to it. That's, mm-hmm. um, that's, you know, rough, but yeah, I've never really been able to wrap my head around Steven Sommers as a director. Um, you know, he did the first two, he did the mummy movies with Brendan Fraser right. and at least the first ones, I mean, that's, that might be his best movie. He also did uh, Van Helsing, which was, I didn't like. Anyways, but like, so he does like these, like he's gotten to direct like these really big, like budget action movies and uh, sci-fi films and stuff. But like, none of them have been very good. So I don't, I'm just, it's one of the, I don't know. It's just, it's interesting. Like, I mean, everything is there to make this like, it's almost like they go to, it's almost like they thought too hard about this. That's kind of what it feels like. Like there's just way too much going on to really be able to enjoy it. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is really bad. By the way, yeah. as, as yeah. like I don't I don't know I guess he's the main villain I don't know that might be Eccleston but uh, yeah but how I do don't you know. know there's so many things happening yeah. I I have to tell you when I said that this is a horrible movie I haven't ever seen it <laughs> <laughs> I'm making that judgment purely based on the video which of course is a really really wise thing to do yes just jump on the cancel culture bandwagon <laughs> yeah I mean it's not it's not good but at the same time like I don't know that I would call it horrible like it. It's more watchable than Aaron used to tell a me, lot of bad movies. He used to tell me regularly, I'd, I'd come out of a movie like that was the worst movie ever. Yeah, and yeah. he'd say, "Well, until you start watching a lot of movies, and then it's not that bad." <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. And that's that is true. That's like when people say stuff like when you'll see that on Twitter, somebody like, "Hey, what's the worst movie you've ever seen?" And you know, without a doubt, somebody will say something like The Last Jedi or Avatar or, they'll say, or something yeah, like that, or yeah. Batman, or even like even like Batman and Robin, which is not a good movie. What is but one of like, the worst movies you've ever seen. Oh man! Just, just to kind of give give us a gauge. Like, the well, see, that's what but, Goldfinch is one of the worst <laughs> uh, movies ever. recently. Jonathan. Oh, really? You? Is it that? Is that? that oh, I kind of love so that bad. book. Yeah, it's I love so that bad. book though. Um, I I don't want to watch it. Um, Happy Time Murders. That's a good one for recent stuff. Yeah, that's that's a good call. That's a really bad movie. Yeah, um, <laughs> I've seen some really really insanely shitty horror movies. Yeah, so. see there you go. Uh, um, my girl, but there was this movie in, in 97 maybe called BAPS which stood for I believe Black American Princesses I think is what it stood for and um ha- like Halle Berry's in it and um Martin Landau and it's it's so bad I don't even necessarily remember what it was about I just remember physically feeling ill ill while I was watching it yeah there um, are some movies that I like to watch that are like bad uh like Flash Gordon, for the yeah, old, no Flash Gordon. Like Flash Gordon's super from watchable. Like the seventies or sixties sure, or whenever. Sure. I don't even know when it was made, but it's but it's like an old sci-fi one, and mm-hmm. it's just it's bad, but it's fun bad. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And, and so yeah. when I watched this GI Joe one, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Fun Bad, but Army. 
Yeah. You know, where I can yeah, see why five... I can see why somebody, especially if they love the G.I. Joe franchise, would have a yeah. good time. Just like if you like the Transformers franchise, you're going to have a good time because there's explosions and da-da-da, and it's sort of mindless. But when you start thinking about it and everything falls apart, which I like to think about things, so... Yeah, Flash Gordon's still a much better movie than this. (laughs) I can mindlessly watch movies. I can mindlessly watch TV and have a good time. So I probably, I would just click my brain off. This would be something in the background. Oh, for sure. And I just think in general, there's too much thought process put into like, well, did was that really a good movie or was it just a movie I enjoyed? I mean, if you enjoyed a movie, you enjoyed a movie. You really... In the grand scheme of things, who gives a crap? You there know? were some pretty big burns on the sins, though. There was the burn about mm-hmm. uh, you don't ask me part of GI Joe, and most of the cast wish they hadn't received the head wish they'd received this advice. I thought yeah. that was like, ooh, that's a burn. <laughs> and then the burn about Brendan Fraser dumped in, just like the studios dumped him. And I was like, oh snap. Joking. Yeah, I know. And he's like supposed to be like the nicest guy, too. So I kind of felt bad about that. Well, but but we that kept burn, it in. I, I, I kind of felt the same thing. But but that burn is on the studios, not Brendan Fraser. Yeah, right? for sure. Like that, yes. Like that's at least that's how I interpreted it, because I what the studios did to him is awful. Yeah. You know? It is. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. And it definitely was more directed at that. But I definitely didn't want people to think we we're making fun of Brendan Fraser. Because he's, he's a perfectly Man fine too. person. <laughs> Danae, huh? wants, Danae wants her Encino Man, too. Ooh, um, Encino Man. I don't like that movie. That would be up there for me. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Uh, Encino Man. No, I went on a kick. Uh, it was it was in my um, early 20s watching a lot of uh, weird movies while doing drugs. And Encino Man was one of my favorites, along with Biodome. Yeah, see, <laughs> Very Pauly Shore. Shore is just something I've never been able to wrap uh, my head around. He made me laugh. That's all I know. All ashore that's going ashore. Um, but I've seen all those movies. I had a really good time with one scene in particular. In particular, that was the way that Jeremy delivered the line, like, uh, like I had no other choice but to maybe like launch a rocket or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Or you could." And I'm just spitballing. Yeah, here. there are like three just spitballing I'm here just phrases. Maybe a little brainstorm. <laughs> You could shoot his tires. Like I love yeah. that delivery because that is I, me sitting on the couch. Right. That he li- there's sometimes where his narration isn't something I would ever think of myself saying, but in that case, I was like, yeah, that's that is. I'm pretty I sure said. that was Barrett, although it's been so long. I part of me thinks that was like a combine too. I don't know. <laughs> one of us wrote that, but the delivery was really really fun. <laughs> yeah, no, the one. delivery. The, he nailed it. Yeah, that was that was great. The delivery I like. Uh, liked the most in this video, and one of the, probably my favorite joke of the video was "See you in the trenches." Uh, yeah, and there's a moment where the sin is to say that one of the characters is mansplaining, and anytime you use the word mansplaining, uh, people oh. in the comments go nuts. Do they? Yeah. Yes, because oh, it's a very yeah, before. it's it's a yeah, very yeah, one yeah. of those divisive things where yeah, if yeah. you say mansplaining, it means you're an SJW and you know those kind of social yeah. justice warrior, Danae. Oh, thank you. Uh, you know, I, like I love Jessica that you're Parker. so disconnected from this. It makes me very <laughs> wait, wait, happy. SJW, Sarah Jessica people. So it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, yes, we know that some of you think that this is, you know, some sort of political statement, but it's not. He literally is mansplaining something. And that's a sin. Yeah, Yeah, I wrote that one. And we had recently had something happen. There was a previous video, like right around that time where there was a bunch of comments about that. I think we talked about that. That's where that came from. On one of the first episodes that I was in. Could be. Because I remember just saying, I can't speak for all women, but. Me personally, I really enjoy. Same thing in this one. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that because it's like, thank you. Like, 
she's just trying to work out. Can you leave the boobs alone? You did alone? talk about this on the podcast because it was the one Barrett was on and I wasn't. Because I remember Barrett saying, well, Danae, let me explain to you why. <laughs> yes, you <know>. yes. It <laughs> so was good. so funny. Yeah. Uh, the, also the accent in this one was horrible. Right. And then you're like wondering, okay, maybe it's not because I'm not from wherever he was supposed to be from. And then and you're about to take my comment away. Uh, and then it was mentioned in the comments, but I'm not going (laughs) to say it out loud because, um, Jonathan's going to talk about that later. (laughs) No, it's fine. Talk talk about it now for sure. No, no. I just love, we'll save it. We'll save it. I love that somebody actually spoke to that. (laughs) <laughs> because I literally had no idea if it was good or bad as I'm well, listening. So I'm really- I remember Bar- Barrett and I were talking about this when we were writing it cuz I I remember I said something to him like I just like I think I saw this in the theater but like I must not have known what was being said while I was watching it cuz without subtitles It was so confusing. Yeah, and yeah. I had to like subtitle the crap out of that video because we don't do subtitles that often, but I had no choice because yeah. you never would have understood anything he said. Nope. I was confused. So I don't know how people watched that in the theater and knew what was going on. They didn't. <laughs> nope. Uh the other one I wanted to mention was uh and 100% of the M&Ms. Uh that that one, <laughs> that one made me laugh a ton. Uh so yeah that was a really good one so i just i i like the everyone knows everyone because that's something in like a lot of these military movies that always kills me is that like oh yeah sergeant blah blah you did the you were the one who did the battle of blah blah and you know it's like everybody knows what everybody did yeah it's the even though there's like you know hundreds of thousands of people in the military at any given time (laughs) yeah i believe we call that the it's a small world cliche yeah, uh, that's what, is what that should be. Uh, but that seems to be a very prominent thing in you know military themed movies. So maybe I'm just not aware of something. Yeah. Well, I think you know everybody in the military knows everybody else. It's a nice, yeah, for nice sure. little tiny knit group. They all work on flashcards in there. Just like we talk to like PewDiePie every day because you know <laughs> that's right because we're both on YouTube. Yeah, we're all in the YouTube family. Uh, all right, we ready to move on? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's keep some tabs. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. Uh, every time I try to talk. Wow. Uh, is this how Aaron feels when we're. Okay, we're going to try this. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to pick a couple things from the editing process, tabs we can remember having open, things we research, stuff that's, uh, you know, deleted sins, anything like that. Um, so we've each got a couple. Jonathan, why don't you start us off? What's one of your keeping well, tabs? Well, from G.I. Joe, because there's a scene where um, Christopher Eccleston gets that, like, um, gets, like, the mask, like, burnt onto his face. So I was like, I was, I, I looked up like, w- I was trying to figure out if you would die in that situation. <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> and I pretty much found out, yes, you would. You would most, you most certainly would. Now, granted, this is probably pretty silly because in a movie like G.I. Joe with people getting shot at constantly, there's probably a lot of people in there that should have died. But yes, I just found that a little egregious over, you know, like you're literally like, I mean, people die from like. People die from burns like all the time, you know, like that's a very because it, you know, deadens your nerves and just, uh, you know, you can get infections so easily. Yeah. And uh, I just thought that was insane. So I did a little uh, I did a little burning research, got grossed out a little bit and um, found out a, a, a burnt skin as a trigger for me. Well, and, oh, um, no, that's the yeah. worst when you look something up and you're yeah. forever changed. Yeah. Oh my god! What did I? I looked up. Oh, I had really dry skin on my feet one time, and uh, I uh, I looked up. I just typed in something about dry skin, and oh my god, the disgusting pictures that, <laughs> that popped up. I thought you were gonna say you burnt the dry skin off of your feet. No, 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 no. It just made she made me think about that when you Google something, and you're just expecting like the most innocent thing to pop up. Okay, so would you go to one of those koi pond things where you stick your leg? Oh, I would absolutely. That they, sounds like, amazing eat the dead to me. Skin off of your yeah, feet. Yeah, I would love that. Would you do that? Jonathan? Oh wait, what is no? What what is this? This is like a. I don't think it's actually a koi. So don't at me on Twitter. Okay, I know it's not koi. I just can't think of what it is. They're these little fish, and there's a there's spas. You can go to a spa, and you stick your feet into like a fish tank, and they swim up and they eat away your dead skin on your feet. So it's just a little. It's like a. It's like a. It's like a really bougie pedicure. It's a fish pedicure. Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah. fishicure <laughs> for the fish. That's cool. No, I, I would definitely it's do a that. Fishicure for the fishers on your feet. That's a thing that we do. <laughs> Alliteration. That's right. And a portmanteau. That's that's what that is. Alliteramanteau. It's alliteramanteau. <laughs> just good all... to know. I might have to do that sometime. Uh, those fish are called Gararuffa fish. I know. Not to be impressed with you right now, because I saw you look it up. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you got triggered about your your keeping tabs. That sucks. <laughs> It was. It's interesting because one of the very first uh, videos I wrote on or movies I wrote on was one of the Prometheus films. 
And mm-hmm. uh, I remember I had a he he survives this in it was the first ever he survives this I started or I tried to write and Barrett cut it and I was like okay so explain you know explain to me why this you know isn't a he survives this and he's like well we kind of have to find that line between this is a ridiculous movie and in mm-hmm. the situation maybe they do survive in that like okay this is absolutely 100 percent ridiculous that somebody would survive this uh and so i, I remember that lesson of just kind of like it's not something you just throw in every time somebody should die it's right. like when somebody really should have died oh wait no that was this works i was thinking about that was it, did you work on skyscraper I, mine was the yeah i did the this works run in, in the skyscraper. Was like 30 of them yeah. in a row yeah yeah and i remember i remember telling jeremy just keep getting a little just <laughs> keep saying it in different and different ways and this works and this works and yeah because i guess it was works. when he was uh trying to get into the window right yeah yeah it was just He's... that whole oh my god that yeah. movie's fun though i'm sorry that movie is totally fun i agree no yeah. i this, this yeah i've mentioned i think i'm not on this podcast but i've i've talked before about how the, so the skyscraper script was one of the first scripts where sinning it i became so vividly aware of how quote-unquote <laughs> bad it is and yeah. it did not change my mind. I still yeah, love watching that movie. And yeah, it was fun. just, it was the most aware I've ever been that the sins don't mean anything. You can love a movie that makes no sense or has stupid things in it. Uh, although it also has maybe top five sins that uh, that I feel like I've ever written, which is the Campbell Soup sin uh, in the elevator. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, I remember that. So, yeah. No, that's so. A, that was a great, that was a really good video. Uh, so yeah. So anyways, the, he survives. You this can die lesson. from a burning mass. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Uh, I'll go second. Uh, I had to research for American horror story, uh, how to apply blush because I do not wear blush. I was impressed with that. Thank one. you. Thank you very much. I did my research. I, I, I was trying to listen to make sure it was accurate as uh-huh. I was listening because I was taught how to put blush on because uh-huh. that's a thing that happened yeah. when I was growing up. And I was totally distracted because she was smearing blood on her face. So <laughs> it was bludge. It, I loved that joke, bludge. Yeah. Have you never had to wear blush, Aaron? When, no. Because like, you've been on TV, right? He has naturally rosy cheeks. No, I just oh. I just pinch my cheeks a little bit. Um, no, uh, when I go on TV, I've worn foundation. Uh, when I've been in, oh, that's no, that's probably all I've worn too. That's yeah. right. I forgot it was foundation. I was getting my makeup confused. So, and when I've been in, like, on stage, I uh, mm-hmm. maybe have worn a little bit of blush, but somebody else always applied it, so. Um, yeah, I would I would have no clue how to apply anything but here's, on me. Here's what I like to do when I research these things, is I like to find the, the words that are technical and specific to something. Uh, in this case, it was apples of the cheek. Like, there's this, there's this idea of mm-hmm. cheek apples. Mm-hmm. Like, stuff like that, to me, sells the sin, right? Because it, it sounds so much more official. Danae is now puffing up the apples of her cheek and, and pointing at nice. them. So Yes, in a very disturbing way. I'm not making a pretty smile. <laughs> no, I do that a lot, though. I'm I'll contorting. look up, like, especially, like, synonyms and anonyms. I look those up all the time. But, yeah, I'll do that with the phrasing. And, yeah, it's just fun. So, yeah, it was fun. I may have even watched a YouTube tutorial. So, <laughs> ah, go for it. Or- I did like, I liked, I, and I remember in the script, I loved the word, the way you termed it, bludge. Yeah, uh-huh. I did But too. I wasn't, I was really, con- I was really con- not concerned. I mean, as concerned, I guess, as we get and at this silly job we have, um, how Jeremy was going to read it. Oh, yeah. Like if it was going to be legible, like we were going to, because, you know, it's just a weird 
it's you know it the is. D and the S and the H the together. DSH is just, a weird combo. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, but it worked. So. Yeah. All right, Danae, what's your first? Uh, well, I didn't write on anything this week. That's tr- that's correct. Because uh, I was gone. Um, so I was looking up things as I discovered them in the videos, and I had to look up two words, one I already talked about, I thought was your word. It wasn't your word. We're moving on from it now. <laughs> uh, jingoistic. Yes. Didn't know that word. Okay. Here's the thing. I need to use them immediately because I've already forgotten the first word. Something garoshi. Garrulous? Garrulous. Um, was it garrulous or was Garret, it something else? I think garrulous could have okay. been it. What she, was jingoistic in? Uh, I, G.I. Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it's characterized by extreme patriotism, especially in the form of aggressive or warlike foreign policy. Yep. Somebody that sounds like G.I. Joe. knows their words. I mean, that's like the perfect word. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know that there are words that describe things perfectly? <laughs> This is, this one is of what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Language is awesome. So. Yeah, I'm guessing that was Barrett because I don't remember that word at all. So. Jingoistic. Yeah. Jingo all the way. Yep. That explains a lot about a lot of things these days. It sure does. Well, on that down note, Jonathan, <laughs> what's your next one? <laughs> well, I didn't really have anything else I looked up, but I did have a I did have a deleted sin, um, that, and, which is really interesting because we were talking about the mansplaining thing, and I... I wrote this in, um, I think Aaron and I both wrote something on this, and we went with, Aaron's was much better, but um, on the the Roy Saul Star Wars 370 times on yeah. uh, Friends, um, the, the line was Roy Saul Star Wars 317 times, his name was in the paper, and then I wrote, and he's probably now on Twitter tweeting about how Friends would be good if it wasn't for those women. <laughs> It's, that's a good so, joke. In fact, it is. I, I think we both wrote something, and I think uh, uh, Barrett wrote something too. And I actually think we went with Barrett's. I think you're right. Now that I say I that, I think all three it was of us Barrett's. wrote something, and I think we ended yeah. up going with Barrett's. And then joke. I think Barrett came in and said, "Yeah, this is good, but um, I wrote something better." Okay. <laughs> He's good at that because that's how he does that. No, that's I'm just right. Kidding. My next one is uh, based on the lobster sin. I did do some research, uh, some Google search for uh, monogamous animals. Uh, and I found it interesting. <laughs> were well, there were there like records broken? With... <laughs> no, but I think what's <laughs> what's fascinating is a lot of times people will talk about uh, how beautiful the the you know these certain animals are monogamous. In yeah. most of them that people talk about are socially monogamous, but not sexually monogamous. What about the dove? So which well, and here's the other interesting thing: like five percent of animals are monogamous. And a dove is one of them, right? 90% of birds are monogamous. So there's something interesting with the bird population where monogamy helps survival or different things like that. But again, it's usually social monogamy, Mm -hmm. which means they stay together as a pair, but they also have separate sexual partners. Kind of like... Open like marriage. Ross and Rachel. <laughs> yes. They were on a break. <laughs> oh, wait. We haven't done that episode. Uh, turtle doves and swans <laughs> are often commonly uh, used. Uh, snowy owls is one that was actually sexually and socially uh, monogamous. They make huh. for life. So snowy owls is a, a good one to use. Dick dicks. Do you know what a dick dick is? I do I not. I know you're trying to set me up right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to set you up. This is this is a type of antelope. It's a tiny type of antelope. They're called dick dicks. Now, now, when I'm looking this up, am I D-I-C-K-ing this or is it D-I-K? No, D-I-K. D-I-K-K? D-I-K, D-I-K. And they are sexually and socially... Oh, they're so cute! <laughs> aren't they, though? They're adorable. I think but... they might they might have those at the animal kingdom. 
So, so here's the thing about dick dicks, though. I want one they, right now. They follow around their female mates all year long, sticking close to them to prevent interlopers. Antelopes or inter antelopers. Inter antelopes. Uh, and they and so it's the males that just that are just like stalkery is maybe the, but it's just like once they mate they make sure that you know the females they so follow it's, through so it's kind of a, a aggressive huh. thing oh um okay. prairie voles are interesting uh so prairie voles will mate exclusively with the males will mate exclusively with the female they lose their virginity to because they they have a pair bonding chemical that's released and they actually will attack other females who come on to them so it's so powerful whatever this chemical is that it ties them to that specific female that they'll actually be violent if another female prairie vole uh comes up to them and approaches them Oh my I, god! I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just like picturing like dudes figuring like scuzzy dudes figuring this out and using the prairie vole defense. Yeah, <laughs> I am so distracted. I wasn't listening to that at all because I'm still looking at dick dick pics. <laughs> but I scroll, 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 yeah, yeah, scroll, yeah. and then all of a sudden I come along a cheetah that's eating a dick dick. Oh, I'm sorry. So that's that's super bummed me Trigger. out. I know. So now I need to scroll back up and find the adorable pic of the dick dick. Oh, I just appreciate that I can say that now. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, black vultures are another one. Uh, shingleback skinks, uh, which is a type of lizard. Also an insult. Uh, skink? You shingleback skink. <laughs> well, if you kind of make it sound like skink, maybe. Well, it's but close. It's close enough. It's like a, it's like a G-rated, you know, slur. Uh, owl monkeys. Okay, are also that's monog- a thing. Yeah, owl monkeys. Ah, I gotta look up an owl monkey. So this is this has turned into Danae Google's cute animals. Is it cute? It sounds cute. Owl monkeys are are adorable. Is it yes. like an owl or a monkey? Here's the other thing about most animal pairs that actually mate monogamously that are sexually monogamous. The males take care of the kids in almost every case. I found that fascinating. Huh. Um, and that's true with owl monkeys. The males do all of the child rearing and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, so anyways, I just, I find nature fascinating. I found some of that stuff, uh, fascinating and it was really all just an excuse to say dick, dick pics uh, nice. at the end of the day. So there you go. Owl monkeys are terrifying. Just really? so you know. Oh, no, they're yeah. not. That is they're the adorable. S- okay. So you're laying in bed and you have, you have an owl monkey as a pet. Uh huh. You kind of look over and this is staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> that is terrifying. <laughs> that is okay. horrifying. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know what animal I want to wake up to staring at me, though. That's not, not going to be terrifying. Monkey. Not an owl monkey. All right, Danae, did you have another one? I did. I was watching music from behind, and there was a joke about cones of Dunshire. Was cons of Dunshire is what it was. It was a still shot of it looked like a game. And it looked very like Dungeons and Dragons-esque. And I have this theory that somebody on the editing team is like a D&D nerd and they're sending me secret messages to these videos. So I was like, oh, here's another hint that nice. somebody loves D&D. So it turns out cones of Dunshire is from Parks and Rec. Yes, it is. And this is one oh, of those yeah. cases where it was a made up game on a TV show that they actually turned into a game. So you can... It's fun how that happens. Buy and play. And there's several instances of this. There was a website that sort of had them listed on a blog that you could go read. I wanted to read more about it, but as soon as it wasn't D&D, I lost interest instantly. (laughs) So that was the only thing that I looked at. So that was it. All right. Let's move on to the comment section. I want to know. 
I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're each going to pick a comment or two to respond. Actually, just one comment. One comment, guys. One comment. No, no. I have seven. Uh, we're going to pick seven comments each to respond to from the week's videos. Uh, we've also got a question from uh, the email to get to as well. Um, I'll kick this one off. I only have one comment. You guys can do a couple if you want. Uh, I'm not going to mention the name because I don't want to call anybody out on this, but this is from Music From Behind. Uh, and they said, this time I was uncertain whether it was real or not until I heard that Haley Atwell was Bieber's wife. No, no way. And my only comment to that is, this time? How have you watched multiple music from behinds <laughs> and you don't realize that everything is made up? This time you were uncertain? I know. It's I so I don't fun. understand. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> This time. That just kind of blew my mind. Uh, what do you got today? I have so many. I knew I was going to be breaking the rules, and I don't care. That's fine. So this one is from uh, Andres, who said, uh, this was about the Friends one where Cinny becomes sentient. I like that the sin counter is now called Cinny. And then there's a whole comment oh, conversation. Oh, I loved this so much. And I just highlighted the ones that, you know... I found uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. I like that it's gaining sentience was mentioned mm-hmm. uh, from Francisco. Matt says, and it's mildly rebellious. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I am the A says it was always sentient. It got knocked out cold in fate of the furious. Yeah. So this is for me. I, I don't remember, you know, these instances, but it's so fun that the fans actually remember when these things happen. Yeah. Um, fate of the furious broke the sin counter. And mm-hmm. then uh, Talara says, I think it began when they sinned South Park, which we talked about. Mm-hmm. And then Chris Watcher says, remember the time when Cindy had a sad face like this, and then does the emoji, in response to Captain America holding the helicopter by sheer brute strength, even as sins were removed for his awesomeness? <laughs> so I just thought that was so fun because you can kind of get a right. h- history of Cindy. So if there's ever going to be a fan wiki, I think Cindy's going to have his own entry of like all the times <laughs> he has his own personality. Well, and there there is some hubbub in the comments as well, and maybe it wasn't in that one, maybe it was another one where people are uh, wondering if the sin counters are separate beings for the separate channels so <gasps> cine oh, is the like name the of TV our sin counter oh, and yeah. like you know cinema sin sin counter may be sinsworth or something mm-hmm. i don't you know what i mean like sinclair sinclair yeah something like that so you know each people are just wondering i just want to let you know my faith in my ability to write jokes just went up about 10 percent after i said that <laughs> you said sinclair yeah nice <laughs> nicely done uh so yeah so i appreciated that as well did you want to just like power through yours, Danae, or power through Danae? <laughs> oh, thank you. I just love that you guys are okay with me breaking the rules. Uh, this one was from Marcus Joe, who says, "Between the latest exploits of Jeremy's college girlfriend and an apparent sweaty vagina fetish, we've learned a whole lot about somebody on the CinemaSins writing team. <laughs> if said person is the same one who came up with the her whiny Granger, I'm willing to look the other way." <laughs> well, guess what? It wasn't. <laughs> Her whiny Granger was me. And yeah, you added that to something. <laughs> yes, yeah, sweaty vagina was me. Um, okay. Writing for the narrator, not my own personal. I mean, I Emma, Ro- Emma Roberts is a beautiful girl, but no, that's not that's not my uh, that's not my fetish. Oh, her whiny Granger cracked me up. I yeah, that was I think it was a sin I wrote, and then Aaron. It was one of those great Aaron asides where he's like, "Hey, can we add her whiny Granger?" I'm like, "Sounds good to me." Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think that is what happened. Or I called her something else or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, 
That was it. That I, that's all the rule breaking I have for all today. All right. Good to know. What Thanks. do you got, Jonathan? Um, well, I guess I'll do the one about Eccleston. Um, so there was uh, Graham Hunter said, Hi, Cinema Sins. This is the G.I. Joe one. I am from Scotland, and Chris Eccleston, Scottish, is absolute shite. <laughs> and yes, that's the one I, I have never been happier to read a comment because I'm just like, that cannot be right at all. And the um, only way to like look into that would be to listen to a whole bunch of audio clips from well, of people. Yeah, and like I didn't want like I wasn't going to go back and like watch Doctor Who clips and stuff, but like I don't remember him ever sounding like that. But then he kind of does in Gone in sixty seconds too, so maybe it was just like that era. I, I don't know. But at least you know now that somebody in the comments backed you up. Yes. It's good to know. It's always good to know. Yes. Um, I, I lied, guys. I actually have more comments I want to do. Um, Yay. Uh, what? Yeah. You know. Break the rules. Do <laughs> well, it. I just, I, good. I have, to, I have to give some love to fellow punsters because there was a run of uh, puns in the comments for the uh, Friends video based off the shellfish pun. Uh, so Daisy Little says that shellfish pun was something else. Uh-huh. Uh, and then in the replies, Robert says, I think it was done on porpoise and not just for the halibut. <laughs> the halibut. Uh-huh. And then Oliver responds, oh, don't try, uh, don't try so hard to force it. It feels out of place. But place was P-L-A-I-C-E, which is a rare type of fish. Oh. Uh, and then the, ch- the cheese, the Chessick faith says, yeah, these jokes are pretty crappy. Uh, crappy. Yeah, it just keeps going on and on, and uh, I thought that was wonderful. So that's beautiful. I love it when the chat does that. And then the other thing I did want to talk about that I knew I wanted to talk about, but it's a little more serious. So I kind of wanted to spend some time on it. Uh, is there were several comments in the American Horror Story video that talked about the character that Kathy Bates was playing was based on a real person, and I specifically wrote a sin. And since I specifically wrote it, I figured I'd address it. But I wrote a sin about how the the uh, racism combined with the torture violence in this is so over the top and sensationalized uh, that it actually seems to me to be unhelpful in any kind of honest conversation or exploration of racial issues. Uh, the comments bring up that this is a real person who did really awful things to her black servants during that time in New Orleans. And I guess my response is twofold. Number one, I will admit, I did not know that. Uh, I did not realize that was a real person. Um, And number two, it wasn't really about the specific things she did to them. It was Mm. about the way the show chooses to use those things to gross us out, to do different things. So the sensationalism doesn't have to do with the actual act itself as much as it has to do with the way Ryan Murphy does things these kind of things we've already talked about how ridiculous some of the stuff in his shows is and i don't know that you can have it both ways that's at least what i was trying to comment on now if i didn't do that completely 100 percent well that's fine i get it i you know i i know that sometimes it gets lost in the translation but i did want to address it because it is true i did not realize that i did not know that that character yeah was based i, I on didn't a know person. she was supposed to be a real based on a real person either i did know that he's done stuff like that before i think i was telling you guys in an email richard ramirez the night stalker is actually a character on the new season of american horror story so clearly he does do that but yeah i had no idea that she was a real person yeah and i think like i guess my question would be if you knew that this was based on a real killer doing horrible things would you have written that differently i would have written it differently sure yeah. 
Yeah, I would I would have addressed the fact that it you maybe know. maybe had um, you would have had more knowledge and to work with on how to phrase what you were trying to yeah, say. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. it, I think because maybe you didn't know that it was based on a real person, it could seem insensitive to that these were real crimes against real people. But this is also a show that's like just bombastic about stuff. Right. Yeah. It's now, ridiculous. But, but I did see some of the comments and I did read up on some of what the real person did and it was horrific. Right. So and that would that would fit inside of a show like this. But if someone didn't know that they wouldn't immediately think each episode, oh, this is based on so and so, you know, this is based on this that happened in history. Um, and the sin is about how he presents it too. Right. It's not yeah. it's not to the person specific. So I do love again that we have an opportunity to have these conversations mm-hmm. on behind the scenes because you know we'll see comments that we all are like oh with that information maybe we would have done this differently or whatever so yeah keep keep commenting and i uh i didn't see anyone being really hateful i think it was more like i think it's more like a general honest offense at what actually happened to real people which we should be yeah it's awful and there were were even people that commented like well it like the scene itself offended them you right. know, and like what we were saying was dead on. So, I mean, you know, you right. had it both ways. And yeah. like, I definitely didn't see anybody like, no. no, I think it was more just like they're letting us know, hey, that's a real person. We do have a question today. This comes from uh, John via our email. And again, if you want to email, it's behind the sins pod at gmail.com. Hello, Cinema Sins B team. Hello. Hello, John. Uh, this is a rather long email, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. But basically, John starts off by saying how much he loves the podcast, the things that we're doing. Can you read that part in detail? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I, I understand the desire, but he no. has He has a Danae doll. That's right. Uh, And then he specifically mentions uh, me because I've talked about my faith before and it's going to play into the question he has, which is this. Two nights ago, I watched a film that essentially features Satan as a key player. I won't reveal which movie just in case one of you is yet to see it and would like to remain unspoiled. But one of the major plot points of the film involves Satan worship and ritual sacrifice. And the devil himself finds ways to literally physically intervene in the happenings of the film. He ultimately presumes proves to be of great help to the protagonist who's not a satan worshiper the aftermath of his dealings in the real world is super gory and shocking and i was very entertained by it i gave it a pretty solid rating in a review i wrote for my newspaper however a close friend of mine is like me a committed christian and fellow movie lover and after seeing the movie he reached out to me and very respectfully asked that i give him a heads up next time i see a movie that heavily features demonic forces like this one did as that kind of content greatly disturbs him. I'll admit seeing devil worship or demonic intervention in scripted films hardly ever bothers me. While I do believe that kind of thing can happen, I tend to remain comfortable knowing that what happens in the movie is, of course, make-believe. However, upon further reflection, I realized that in my review, I essentially recommended a movie that included, uh, as CinemaSins might put it, a Satan ex machina, and thus felt (laughs) conflicted. While I stand by my opinion that from a filmmaking entertainment standpoint, the movie was quite good, I wonder if there's a line to be crossed when it comes to recommending movies that well made or not portray in a positive light that which my faith considers evil um i found this to be an interesting question i don't think we have to completely stick even in the realm of quote-unquote christian faith i think the things we believe or you know the, the things we are triggered by or have you know feelings about in the real world how does that impact the entertainment we watch and should it impact the way we talk to others about it knowing what they might 
be triggered by? So I think that's kind of the question that that uh, that he's asking here. And today I'm going to come to you first. What are your thoughts as you read this email and, uh, you know, think about your own life? Um, so he kind of culminated his thoughts by saying, I'm curious if your faith plays a role in your enjoyment of one film versus another and whether you feel comfortable calling a movie well-made or having artistic merit, even if its messages or content conflict with your beliefs. I thought that summed it up really, really well. Yeah, that's good. And you have to deal with this a lot. You know, one of the things about Aaron and I that you may or may not know is that we were on Christian radio for eight years, seven and a half, eight years. Right. And um, he talked about movies on the radio and would frequently get people mentioning and saying things like, how can you watch that and be a Christian? So he's had to deal with this, I mean, for way longer. Years and years and years. A lot, a (laughs) lot, a lot of time. Um. For, so I've had conversations with you about that. So I think you're definitely going to have a, a real specific perspective for me, particularly like I, I recently watched the first season of Sabrina on Netflix and it's very demonic. It's not the Sabrina that I was thinking I was going to be watching <laughs> by not any the means. Melissa Joan Hart, you know, version. no, no, no. It's very there's, you know, there's demons, there's, you know, blood sacrifice. And even though that's kind of more of like um, a CW esque feel. I don't even know if it is CW, but it has that kind of feel where it's more like teenage drama in right. a way. It's it's Netflix, but I mean, they basically made it because of Riverdale, which was CW. So, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, as I was watching that, I found myself compelled to continue to watch. I wanted to see what happened. And also knowing I just would not recommend this to certain people. So I think like it's hard because how do you recommend it publicly and then have all like the little like the little uh, check bar- check marks mm-hmm. that you that you, there's there's websites dedicated to this stuff right where it's like right. is this is this safe for your family or here's how many f words it has it, it, here's yeah. how much demon de- demons it has yeah here's, yeah yeah there's a goat foot right here how much <laughs> sex it has yeah. yeah yeah things like that so you can get really really particular and boil it to your audience but I, I if you have an audience that you're speaking to and they don't want to watch what you think is well made because of its content then don't recommend it. But if you've got an audience that's broad and they can kind of roll with it. But like for you, uh, this this particular person, for him to recommend to his friend and then realize afterwards it wasn't a good recommend, hey, hopefully your friendship can like handle that kind of small potatoes, you know? like. But I also wonder, did he actually recommend it to his friend or did he just write a review in a newspaper? His friend happened to read the review and then went and saw the movie. Oh, I mean, those are gotcha. two completely different things. And I don't know... Because if you're just writing a review for a newspaper, I mean, you, you're probably telling what the story is, and you're probably laying out a lot of the basic plot, you know, basic ideas behind it. So, I mean, I, I would think most people, if they read the review, they would kind of know what's going on. It sounds like in this scenario, it was more of a yeah. twist. Yeah, I agree with that. But you made me think of yeah. something, Jonathan. Do the thing where it's like trigger warning. Hey, if you're yeah. triggered by demonic activity and murder or whatever, this one's not for you. Yeah. If that stuff isn't really going to stop you from watching a well-made, this is well-made. And I think that's how you usually handle it, Aaron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there are two different avenues to look into here with anybody and not just a, on a, uh, I'll address the faith thing more on the second one. But the first one is a content thing. We're all triggered by different kinds of content. That doesn't have to have anything to do with what you believe uh, yeah. you know, about God or anything like that. That can be just, I don't like seeing this or this is bad. So for trigger warnings, I think, you know, I, we mentioned Does the Dog Die, the website. Uh, yeah, that yeah. has you know a great list of that. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good one. And in general, if I'm giving a public review and I think there might be an important trigger warning in it, I will I will mention it. But if I don't, I don't feel 
too guilty about it. And here's the reason why. I think we have to assume if you're doing a public review that everybody has to do their own homework. Like, there's no responsibility I can give to the person talking about the movie that is responsible for my individual things, right? So if if I forget to give a particular trigger warning, I I feel bad that somebody may have seen something they didn't want to see, but I don't feel like that's necessarily my responsibility, or I would never talk about movies in the first place. There's just just too much. Too many people have too many different standards for, Mm -hmm. you know, types of content that they want to watch. Uh, This is separate from the question that he asked at the end that you mentioned, which is more about what a movie's message is. Those are two different things. Types of content and what a movie is is saying are two different things. Um, I just saw Ad Astra, a movie that I believe, and again, this is up for interpretation, is actually about letting go of God and, and finding foundation, believing there is no God. Well, obviously, as somebody who maintains his faith in a God... Uh, this is not a message that I agree with, but I loved Ad Astra. I thought it was a phenomenally made movie. And some people may not be able to reconcile how you're able to do that when the movie is saying something you don't believe in. But for me, I love exploring what other people believe, what other people think. I'm not I'm not scared of anybody's beliefs. You and know you're what I not mean? responsible for whether or not somebody else is that way. Right. So yeah. I think that's what you're saying to that point, which is you can have a recommendation and somebody might go see something and really not enjoy it that is a friend of yours that you care about but your responsibility you're not a part of that but that's totally different from me talking to a friend one-on-one yes, and telling different. them about a movie then i do feel responsible because i know them and i know yeah. their trigger warnings uh, in in many ways uh, and so then there is a responsibility to cater that review to them specifically right like my friend jennifer is, is very allergic to fish and shellfish and so when i told her that she should try at a restaurant that is a seafood restaurant that was a poor thing for me to do (laughs) as a friend exactly and i still feel bad and that happened six years ago Jen, I am so sorry that I forgot that you're <laughs> deathly allergic to fish. That's my bad. I should have remembered that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would be like somebody recommending Jaws to you, you know, or something like that, where it's just like. If they know me, they got a problem. Right. A little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. I, but I'm you can forgetting. read a public review yeah. on Jaws and somebody saying that's a great movie and not feel personally offended. Right. Because, you know, you know your triggers, but that person didn't. If you know? they feel personally offended, they have a lot of personal work to do. They're not ready to take ownership of their own actions yet and that's okay that's their journey you can love them from a distance i i will say uh you know i i hope that an- helps answer your question that's a little great, bit great john question. i mean it's a great conversation it's a great question mm-hmm. it is uh and now i will just take it solely into my christian faith as uh somebody who is a christian it is the primary question other christians ask me is how do I know what I'm allowed to watch and not watch as a Christian or tell other people to watch and not watch as a Christian? And I am done with it. I'm just done with it. I You're like, their, you're like their counsel. No, it really is. It's one of those things. It's like, of course we're all different. Of course things affect us differently. But I, it's just why do we feel like there's some sort of overall standard that we can draw for everybody? I just, I'm just kind of done with it in a lot of ways. But, um, but I totally... I want to listen to that podcast. <laughs> what podcast? You being done with it, because I don't get to hear you being done with it a lot, and that was fun. Well, and you you talked a little bit about like people asking you like, how could you like something? And right. Yeah. I'm so I've been so done with that for for many years. 
years. I yeah. went to uh, Church Christ School for 13 years. I grew up around a lot of very religious people, and I would get asked stuff like that all the time. And so would my mom, because my mom was very, um, she was pretty cool with me watching just about whatever. She would take me to a lot of movies that a lot of my friends didn't get to go see. Um, and it's like asking so, somebody how how can you like yeah. Thai food? How can you like spice? How can yeah. you like you know? It's like I mean, that's just someone's personal whatever. palate. It's all everyone's individual. Well, you can say that, but for some people, it's more than that. For some people, it, it is. is it's moral. Well, sometimes for some, some sometimes people think, food is a moral thing. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I mean, no, you're right. You can there get are religious about no, all right. kinds of things. I mean, we have a marker thing on the board, and um, Aaron being right happens a lot. There's now two marks of Danae being right from that conversation. <laughs> nice. I get that you want to like you are sounding real smart there, but I, I just wanted to let you know. I, I'm making some ground over here. You get to mark your second mark on the board. <laughs> what were, so what were you right about? Uh, about people being religious about flavor. <laughs> about food. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> it's gotcha. Anytime, anytime Aaron says, no, you're right, then I know I got him. <laughs> I can go over to the board. It's a, it would be impossible, basically, to do trigger warnings. Exactly. Um, That's my point. My point. It would be impossible. It it, it is it publicly. If you're doing a public review, mm-hmm. I, I don't think you should feel the guilt of somebody else's trigger warning. Do your best and understand that there is no possible way we could actually tell everybody what they want to know about what's in a movie or a TV show. I like the question though. I really do. No, I, I and I think you've got one of the more interesting views on um, on media that I've ever heard, especially from somebody as uh, spiritual as yourself. It's really cool. For for me, it, what you do with information is what's important. The information mm-hmm. itself is, in my opinion, amoral. I don't, like, it's, you know, I don't know. I, I Here's the other thing I know. I know I'm the weird one. I, there, I, most people are very different than me. So I don't assume to want anybody else to be like this. I just know my own self. I don't and know. I just hear you not being offended by a lot. I'm just not. I don't, I don't, I don't get the point. I don't get the point of being offended. That. You're, I don't an, either. you're an efficiency person and you think, you know, carrying offense about stuff like this is an efficient use of your energy and your emotions. I happen to agree with you, which is why I'm joining your cult. <laughs> I was talking to God the other day and he does not like Danae. So. <laughs> That's people. People think that way sometimes, man. It oh is no. So, I believe me. So I, you weird. can't even imagine what I've heard and I can't imagine what you guys have heard. It's it's sad stuff, and I think like cool conversation. I love this conversation so much. This is this is why it could be its own show. Oh, it could be like a recovery show. <laughs> like help help me reconcile being misunderstood for this. You know, I don't know. There's yeah. just there's something really cool about you choosing to like ask these kinds of questions because it shows that you have a big heart. You don't want to hurt people. That's awesome. Appreciate the question so much. Uh, John, and uh, you can get your question in as well at the email behind the sins pod at gmail.com. Let's finish up with some beyond the sins to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wildest dream to boldly go where no man has gone before. All right, we're going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. It can be good, bad, or ugly. Um, Danae's going to kick us off on this one. What have you seen, today Or experienced? I have experienced a book you should read. Oh. Instantly. You is, can, it, is, it, is it called Strings? Digital you do some log rolling? It. Guys, listen. Strings is really good. I, it's been on my list to talk about for weeks now, uh-huh. but because the book is 
coming out. Yeah. Like now I feel like I should talk about it. I think it, it is Did out. you not already talk about Oh, you talked about the Ables. I did talk about the Ables. Gotcha. So I'm going to just piggyback on that since it wasn't that many episodes no, ago. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. This is good. Uh, I am not kissing my boss's patootie. I'm not. You can interpret it however you want. <laughs> there may or may not be secret snacks on the line for me selling a thousand copies of his books. <laughs> Um, All of a sudden, it sounds like, uh, what's the makeup? Mary Kay or something. It sounds like a multi-level marketing scheme or something. I could totally make one. I've been involved in MLMs before. <laughs> Strings is a pyramid <laughs> scheme. Um, for real, though, I read this book um, because Aaron slipped me a copy. I did. Before I left town so that I could read it on my vacay. Actually, it wasn't. I know the author personally. He mistreated this book. I did not mistreat the book. <laughs> the book was in a bag that also had condensation in it, and it got it got watered. It I, got a little a bit book, of liquid. I'm a book did snob. you take it to the? Did you read it in the bathroom? Is that what happened? <laughs> <laughs> no, he actually is it stamped. He, I loved it so much. I read it in the shower. I apologize <laughs> while you were eating a sandwich. Yes. Uh, I uh, read the first part of this book on the first leg of a journey. I was on a plane, which is super crazy because the first chapter of this book, which is free online, and within the first like paragraph or so, it, you'll know it starts. The off chapter's free online. With yes, right? the chapter, not the is book. Free. No, the book you have to purchase, and I highly recommend <laughs> it. Um, if you haven't listened or haven't listened to it, if you haven't read the first book, it is so good. And since it is kind of more of a, is it like young adult probably? Yeah, 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 for sure. It's, it's, not, fiction. it's not something that's like 7,000 pages or something crazy. It's it's a really good read. Um, and what I mentioned in my previous experience with this kind of universe that Jeremy's built is it's dealing with like um, a really beautiful parent relationship with a child learning about their own abilities and then the child becoming independent throughout the first book using their abilities and learning how to be with a team of their friends and the dynamic between them and just how the lead character is just thinking it's it's a unique young adult novel to read because it's not doing the cw version of life you know where you fall in love with somebody and da 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 so the first book was really kind of like it was really nice now in the second book it progresses into what could be considered like, oh, yeah, it's just like a standard, they're going to fall in love or something, you know, just that next kind of growing up. But it's done in such a really nice way. It's very mature. And also, there's a darkness to it because of all the stuff. If you've read the first one, some really crazy stuff happens to this kid that isn't just glossed over as the story picks back up. And I really, really appreciate a book that actually kind of deals with the grittier parts of growing up and not just the what does she like me does he like me are we friends that is a but just like the hard stuff like what happens if you really really are crushed emotionally or you haven't gotten over that insane stuff that happened just last year and jeremy doesn't shy away from going into that in such a way where it's not too much and it's not it's not too little it's like the perfect amount of real life real grit and so i'm really enjoying his character building and i definitely recommend it so please if you haven't already check out the ables first and then strings is available now now zanae i just want to ask though i mean have you actually watched vampire diaries because no Elena goes through some shit on that show, okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
I'm no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, I can't. You're like completely disrupting my mind, though. That you're saying the CW isn't realistic. I'm very upset right now. Yeah. Well, it's not all cleavage and superheroes. I don't no, understand. No, no. There's something really cool about reading a book too. You know, because you just get to imagine it yourself. This and, is what I've heard. And you should you should try, Darren. <laughs> you should try to read. You should try to read it. Uh, I really do recommend it. And hey, if you do decide to pick it up, please go to Twitter and. Uh, Go into the thread about the snacks and let Jeremy know, okay, that you're going to get this book because of me so I can get snacks. That's really what this is all about. It all comes back to you. It all comes back to me. I'm an incredibly selfish person. It's just something I'm going to claim forever. What do you got, Jonathan? Uh, I actually have a book, too. Um, really? Yeah, really, really. Some, some, some of us read. What, strings? No. No. <laughs> No, not that. That sounded trash. really bad. No, no, no. I'm glad you. I'm glad you brought that up. I have not had a chance to read it yet because I, I have not. I have not gotten a copy yet. Um, but um, I will be reading that very soon. So maybe I will give my thoughts on it. But no, I've been trying to read more nonfiction. Um, that's kind of become a. Uh, that's kind of a thing I've started trying to do just because I. I usually read a lot of fiction. I don't read a ton of nonfiction in my life, and so that's kind of something. Since I read all the time, I've decided that I need to read more nonfiction. And we were also talking about true crime earlier. And um, that's not something I've ever really been that into, but my wife is really into it. So that's something over the last couple of years I've kind of gotten a little more into or more interested in just because it gives us stuff to watch together and and talk about and whatnot. So I found this book called um, Chase Darkness With Me. Um, it's by Billy Jensen, and he is a true crime reporter. And um, he was really good friends with. He developed a friendship with Michelle McNamara, who was the late. Uh, he was the late wife of Patton Oswalt. I don't know if you guys know this story at all. No. Yeah, a little um, bit, just a little bit. Of died, it, yeah, yeah. She died a couple years ago, and um, she actually was uh, a true crime fanatic. And she's actually the one. Oh that wait! Co- oh, is this about the uh, Golden State Killer? Her book was yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, she yeah. wrote a book, or she was right. She was working on a book when she died about yes. the Golden State Killer, and she actually coined that. Like she named him the Golden State Killer. She was the one that figured out um, that a lot of these killings were related, um, and so he was working with her on that. And they were also trying to get like some TV shows in development because he was really interested in true crime. Billy Jensen, not Patton Oswalt, and uh, and then when she died. Patton Oswalt contacted him, and he actually um, assisted in finishing the book with another writer for Michelle. I um, mean, then that got released a couple years ago, this or last year, I believe. Uh, this year, his book got released, which um, is called Chasing Darkness With Me. Chase Darkness With Me, sorry. And it's basically just about his journey into becoming, like, into uh, trying to assist the police in um, some of these cold cases. And... Um, He's actually really good at it um, because, you know, police forces, they get just a bunch of cases build up. And then so eventually, if they haven't found somebody after a few months, they just kind of have to start going on to the next case. So he would come in and through these various methods would uh, would try to help out. And um, and he did quite a bit of that. He's or he's done quite a bit of that, still is doing quite a bit of that. And this book is just about his journey through all of that and some of the cases that he's worked on and his relationship with Michelle and helping uh, write uh, finish the book about the Golden State Killer. So if you're a true crime fan, um, like I said, I haven't read a ton of true crime. I'm working on that right now, but um, I found this super fascinating. And um, I think it's something that any true crime fanatic out there, uh, it's definitely worth a read. So 
What is the name of the book again? It is called Chase Darkness With Me. Very nice. I did not do a book, um, which should not be a surprise because I do not read. Uh, I wish I did. I, I really do wish I did, but it's just... I can I, teach you. I I just... Uh, no, I, I am literate. Oh. I know how to read. Okay, that's I, good because it's sort of part of our job is to I, write. I, I do read so. actually quite a bit online uh, articles mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But I don't know, man. I just, like, content-wise, I'd rather invest in movies and then... TV and then podcasts, and by the time I get down to books, I just I've used all it's my time. I know I've used all my time. the uh, The category I'm in is movies, but uh, this is a movie based on an internet uh, phenomenon called Between Two Ferns. The movie. Oh, uh, nice! You watched this? This just cool. released on Netflix. Yeah, and boy, is this a good time. Uh, <laughs> There is something. I'm not even a huge Zach Galifianakis guy. Like I, you know, I I think he's been funny in things, and I, I don't like hate his sense of humor or anything. But he is so perfect for the conceit of this idea of just sitting with an A-list celebrity and kind of roasting them subtly with awkward jokes. It is. It's the best kind of cringe mm-hmm. humor. In the, I guess the thing I, I like about it is that I know everybody's in on it. Everybody's having a good time. It's not that kind of cringe humor where you walk away going... I feel dirty. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for that person. I feel like I just I feel, helped this person be like right. ripped open. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's fascinating about this, if you've seen any of the Between Two Ferns sketches, you know that part of it, kind of the awkward cringe part of the celebrity interview. But this actually puts a, a, an actual narrative structure around this this sketch and basically lays out his need to do 10 of these interviews by a certain amount of time or Will Ferrell's going to fire him kind of thing. And Will Ferrell is hilarious in this as well. Uh and I don't know. I just found it really enjoyable from start to finish. It's a nice breezy watch. It's like 90 minutes long. Um, and it's on Netflix. You just fire it up. And I have to say, stay all the way through the credits. You're going to want to anyway because it does that thing where it shows all the outtakes during the credits. Uh, can you mm-hmm. imagine that? A, a piece of media that has outtakes after, you know, that's so that strange stupid. and weird. Uh, but the outtakes are maybe the best part about it which is often true of outtakes like and that's possibly the same about this show <laughs> <laughs> we have we have heard such we have heard such uh because they show that everybody's having a good time you know you will see benedict cumberbatch and brie larson and matthew mcconaughey and all these a-list celebrities dying at these questions that Zach is asking them because I'm almost one I'm almost sure the first time through they don't know what he's going to say just by some of their responses uh it is it is glorious it is it is really wonderful so if you're looking for a good time a good laugh um that's definitely one that, yeah, that I, my I've, wife and I enjoyed. I've never seen the uh I don't know is it a is it YouTube that he did it on yeah it's or? like it was on funny or die yeah, uh, just, I, I've never. I know the Obama one was supposed to be like really popular, um, but I've just never sat down and watched it. Kind of like you, I'm not. A, I'm just not a like. I'm not really drawn to Galifianakis in general. Right. Yeah. Um, nothing wrong with him. I'm just. He's not somebody I see, and I'm like, gotta see that. Well, you know how to uh, say but, his name, so that's you're at least doing I, that. I right. don't even know if I said that right, to be oh, honest. But, he was very uh, confident. <laughs> actually, I actually do think he messed it up a little bit. Galifianakis? I, it's Galifianakis. Galifianakis? Yeah, I think I added an L in there. Yeah, I think there was um, an extra L in, in there. Yeah. yeah. 
but, um, but no, this I've heard good stuff about this, so I was really curious to watch it. So I'll definitely have to check it out. What's funny about you continuing to mess up the name, Danae, is that's like half the jokes in this movie is that he messes up their names. Like <laughs> really? that's that's one of his main th- like his stuff with Benedict Cumberbatch. I swear, my wife laughed for five minutes after one of the mispronunciations he did oh, of Benedict fun. Cumberbatch. So oh, and you, man, I love you that. might have said this, but is he playing himself or is he playing a fictional host? He's playing a fictional version of himself. Uh, his okay. name is definitely Zach Galifianakis in the movie. Will Ferrell's name uh, is Will Ferrell in the movie. Oh. Uh, it is it is based on Will Ferrell uh, owns Funny or Die, and so he's the boss. And gotcha. it, is, it is definitely plays into a possible silly reality of how this came to be, although it's obviously made up. But, hey, we're all playing version of ourselves right now, too. You know, that's a deep conversation, but I think all of us play versions of ourselves a lot. And you know what? I actually think that's okay. I'm pretty sure we should. I, I I think that's right. I think the way you reveal yourself to others is important. It is important. <laughs> and who you reveal more of yourself to is important. That's right. So. It was very strategic to talk about my tater tot addiction. <laughs> was it? Yeah. <laughs> Are you wanting us to send you tater tots? <laughs> no, that's horrible. They're only good fresh just after they're made. Male tater tots. So you want to sh- them to show up at your house with tater tots? Nope. <laughs> also See? not. A I'm bet. telling you, important just... to, to know what you reveal. Uh... <laughs> no, no, no. Just by me saying I like something doesn't mean you have to do something about that. It just I'm revealing that I I am a fast food junkie. Well, that's going to do it for Behind the Sins this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. You can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae Says. He is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSinsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. Guess what I did? What did you do? I brought a new snack to eat on the microphone today. (laughs) Did you? Yeah. This one. Uh, You know, I'm just remembering (laughs) that this is a running joke from our recording together for a long time. This is just. This is not just behind no. the scenes. It was during music. Uh, New music digest. New music digest. Yes, you used to pick a difference. You had a mystery snack every single episode. Well, I guess my super original idea <laughs> isn't so original anymore. <laughs> oh, by the way, don't remember Jonathan's number. Forgot to save it. Don't tell him because I don't want him to take it personal. You know how he, I won't put this in the outtakes at all. You know how he cries <laughs> about that kind of thing. Nobody will ever hear this. <laughs> all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. What's his phone number? Oh, you're being serious. You really, really don't have his phone number. No, I really didn't save it. I'm not kidding. I'm a bad Does it, person. Doesn't your phone save the calls? Like, can't you go back to the, your calls from last week? Okay, Aaron, I'll do that. I'll just spend my time scrolling through. Well, my... how is that different from me spending my time scrolling through looking for his number? All right, let's go back here. What day was last freaking Monday? It was the, it was the 16th. You literally could just open your contacts, type in J-O, and there it would be. But oh, that's a good point. Are. That's but a good point. No, nope. nope. let's see if I can beat you there. Wait, no, where is he? Jonathan. Okay, I got it. 615. I don't care anymore. <laughs> freaking mean. I don't like it. How much do you not like it, Danae? Three. Like three out of ten? Out of three. <laughs> what a stupid number to say. <laughs> what? This is a How magic- much do you not like it? Three? Like I'm going to think it's out of three. It's either five or ten. 
What a silly number to pick. Three. This is my imagination. You can just butt right out. So you hate it. So 100%. You hate everything about it. So do we need to change back? No, no, no. So that you can hear the microphones? And then one out of... Actually, zero out of zero is the best. What? Listen, how been, do your ranking skills I've work? I've been watching a television show where one of the characters is a total idiot. I'm just trying it on. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> I'm going to go back to being smart. I'm going to go back to being smart now. I just learned that apple tots might be a real thing. Apple tots? Yeah. Sure. What do you mean, sure? Why not? Oh, as in, I thought you said, I thought you were saying you've tried them. Maybe I've got, I've got some with me right now. Uh, Would you like to try them? Oh. Oh my goodness, there's a recipe in Discord now. <laughs> Please hold while your party is being connected. I have a bone to pick with Sonic. <laughs> What's your bone to pick good. with Sonic? They uh, did not do light ice today, and so now it's three sucks and you're done. I'm so sorry that your uh, ice was too heavy. Today. It's frustrating. You asked for light ice and they gave you heavy ice. They did. And now if I drink it, I have to be very careful. I have to ration my freaking sips. Forking. Forkity. Sippity doo dop. Oh, and by the way, tell your husband congrats or whatever. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> it's a sports reference today. Oh, okay. Ugh. So should I say it like that? Congrats or whatever. No, well. no, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, seriously, congrats. No, he'll, he should be happy. The Cardinals haven't been to the playoffs in a while. So. Oh, they're in the playoffs? Yeah, and they beat. Oh, yeah. Well, they have like a 95% chance of making it or something. Oh, okay. They're basically in the playoffs. There's only like six games left. My they swept the Cubbies. is super excited because his daughter is obsessed with her Cardinals t-shirt. So he's very happy about that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. One of my best friends growing up was a huge Tigers fan. And so I remember like in the 80s, I watched a lot of Tigers games with like, you know, Trammell and uh, Sparky Anderson. Yeah, man. That's yeah, my, my yeah, yeah. favorite uh, My favorite player of all time is Alan Trammell. And I re- oh, yeah. Who is Trammell? Yeah, Trammell. Oh, I bet. He's in the Hall of Fame now. He got in. Yeah. I was so yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah. Who was the double play, though? The double play team. It was Trammell and who? Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet Lou. Uh, yeah, they were amazing. Sweet Bobby um, Lou. My my poor daughter, um, she had to wait five whole years for a Cubs World Series ring. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, Detroit uh, fans, we're we're kind of getting up there. We like eighty four. Well, no, no, no. We had the Pistons in uh, okay, two thousand four. All done. No more. We, we had the Pistons in two thousand four. That's our most recent. Did you have piston pants? Have you piston pants or <laughs> see now? Piston, now we're piston back on track. Shorts. Here we are. Now I can come back. Um, I don't know anything about the snack room, by the way. Oh, that snack room. It's <laughs> there. And you do know. You I do. can't eat snacks. So, Well, I mean, my snacks are like cantaloupe. Well, that's what you would have in the snack room. There's a room with I, in Harry Potter where whatever you want it to be when you walk through the door, that's what it is. Let's back up. The room of talk, requirement, maybe? Let's talk about what we do know about Harry Potter. He has a lightning scar. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's about all I remember. He's not a very good wizard. <laughs> that's right. Um, I don't remember what you're talking about, but essentially... The, but that's the snack room. The snack when room. When you walk in, it's whatever snacks are important to you. Yeah. So I'd walk in and there'd be Fig Newtons all over the place. Well, not all over the place. In your designated snack area, because also oh. this is the perfect snack room so nobody oh, are you a fig newton person here's the thing i like i gravitate towards snacks that aren't 
crazy sweet. And so a lot of the snacks I gravitate towards aren't ones that a lot of people like because people like sweet snacks, right? Well, my You know what's good about that though is nobody takes your snacks. It's so true. It's 100% like, true. But in the snack I had a friend- room, nobody would take your snacks. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, no, I've never I've never been like a chocolate person because it, it gives me a headaches and all kinds of issues. And uh, so I just I don't know. Fruit is typically what I do. I, I do. Um, I will. Uh, I will take a chance on a cupcake every now and then. There's something about cupcakes that just if they're made right. Today has now started eating a donut. <laughs> I had a very clever retort to your uh, when you sent the CinemaSense web uh, email. I sent back, do you have donuts? But you didn't get the email because apparently that email address doesn't work so it's all part of the it's part of the grand plan to just troll the cinemasins guys for eternity <laughs> i'm gonna create a cinemasins oh, email. I about to say it was a great it was a plan to get rid of me <laughs> like it works for it works for everybody except me oh. we, we set it and up. you guys are just you guys are just like talking bad about me like that email should be the no jonathan club email address I mean, but isn't this a perfect snack to eat on the microphone? Because you can't hear me chew. No, you really can't. And by the way, those donuts are amazing. It's from our local donut shop. I like, I was working up until like you guys called and uh, I just stuffed like, I shoved like four hard boiled eggs down my throat, like <laughs> right before you called because I just, I was like, I got to eat something. You know, something Did interesting you... just happened. Suddenly this donut began to taste like a hard boiled egg. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The mind is a really weird thing sometimes. <laughs> it really is. No, no. I battled back quickly because this is too good. Do you guys have like a, like a local place? that you get donuts from or is it just a no these are actually hand delivered by cherub angels every morning i wish oh, nice. mm-hmm. they, they taste like it yeah we have a place called uh sol donuts nope nope s and l <laughs> yes oh nice yeah oh i see what you did because <laughs> i can't eat them <laughs> you can't we also have like duncan but like in you know that's uh no yeah, I'm not a Dunkin' fan, and it's crazy because no. no, I have I have the Dunkin' nostalgia. My I dad w- loved Dunkin' Donuts, and he would yeah. go there for the coffee when we were growing up and take me, and like you know, just the nostalgia of the smell of that restaurant and him yeah, dipping yeah. the donuts in the coffee. But I just don't like their donut selection. I no, don't think they have good changed. donuts. No, it ch- I, I, or at least when I was yeah, a I don't kid, either. My mom used to take me to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. yeah, and she'd be like, "Hey, we're gonna do a donut run." So it was like our special thing we would we would do. We'd go and we'd have like. A late night donut and chocolate milk or something, but it was fun, and I got the Bavarian cream filled one, and now they just taste like bricks. Yeah, I don't, I don't like their, I don't like it's their whatever they use for their bread, like their yeast yeah. or their bread, their dough. It's because it's brick. Yeah, it's cement. It's a cement mix. I'm in the minority with Krispy Kreme. I think they're too sweet. Kind of like when Aaron's talking about sweet stuff. It's like it. I feel like like you're just like injecting sugar into my tooth. I agree. I actually it's agree. Very painful. I actually, when I go in there for a, for a hot donut, uh, like when they've mm-hmm. got the hot donuts now sign, I ask him to grab me one before the glaze, and I just eat the actual fried dough. They give him a look like, what? <laughs> no, that's probably, no, because it probably is a really good donut. Most, yeah, I bet that. Most people are probably uh, like, hey, so you have that waterfall of icing. Could I just stick my head underneath it for about <laughs> 20 seconds? That's good to know because, yeah, there was something. I think there was even one last week where, like, Danae mentioned something that I never heard her say about a video. And then I said the exact same thing, like, five minutes later. And I I was listening to that going, man, I'm an asshole. Like, I should really. (laughs) I told my husband the same thing. I was like, he's such a copycat. (laughs) (laughs) You're setting a timer. Just for awareness. I'm not going to stop us at all. 
I'm not. I'm just. It's my awareness of kind of how things are going. Uh, this is why see. you brought the ping pong paddle that has a green side and a red side. <laughs> no, that's for the Shut Brazilian steakhouse we're going to later. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's what that reminds you. Have you never been to a Brazilian steakhouse? No. What? They give you a paddle with a green on one side and red on the other, and if you set it on your table green, it means you want more meat, and if you turn it over to red, it's like stop bringing us meat. No, you're, that's bubblegum shrimp. They do that. Well, there you go. It's run for us, run or stop for us, stop. Oh no, it's a sign. It's a sign. It's not a ping pong. Okay. Jonathan? No! No, Jonathan, why did you hang up on us? The... Whoa, Sorry. you dying? You okay? No, I'm good. Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Just want to make sure you're okay. No, I'm good. Okay. Just something went down the wrong way. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's understandable. I'm very selfish. You're very selfish? Yeah! That's that's pretty close. Yeah, pretty close. Gotta work on it. <laughs> I think the I think the problem is I don't have sunglasses. <laughs> I think the problem is there's not enough of like a like a yeah like into it. Yeah! There you go. <laughs> there you go. I appreciate the coaching. Uh, it, it feels like the who is in the uh, in yeah. the studio. We won't get fooled uh, again. Let's finish it up with some behind the sins. I think you mean beyond. Thank you. You're welcome. Let's finish it up with some beyond the sins. <laughs> Let's finish it up with what this show is called. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and start the podcast. <laughs> Two hours and fifteen minutes. All right. Well, in. I I can't I can't be on this week then if we're just starting now. Sorry. Let's finish up with some Beyond the Sins. Do you you guys to... have to be quiet and give me a clean one so I can edit. No, but if you could say it exactly the same again, that'd be great. Let's finish up with some Beyond the Sins. Yeah! <laughs> I think I can say this honestly. I promise you will never offend me. Like I, I Oh, just, I don't think I can offend you. I don't I don't um, know what that would take. I cannot imagine. I'm not easily offended. Like I get like I would say unlike you, I get more angry sometimes. I'm sure you get angry, but I've, like, got, I one. Have anger. I've got one. Yeah. Are you ready? Here but go. um I'm but I'm not you. easily offended. I'm gonna do it, Aaron. You're, You're gonna offend me? I'm gonna offend you. You've got it? I got it. Oh boy, now I'm nervous. Pixar's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now I just know you're lying. Oh, there's, there's nothing offensive about that. Okay, somebody, somebody, tweet Aaron and say Pixar's dumb. People have done but that. I think Aaron is aware that he likes Pixar more than most people. Right? So. Yeah. I still don't know his weakness yet. I'll figure it out. <laughs> no, I've got plenty of weaknesses. I didn't say I don't have any weaknesses. But if I can, I just, if I'm I not, can twist I just that, I just can't get I can offended. Offend you with something. I'm just too. I'm just too easygoing. I just don't. I, I just don't care. My apathy is my strength. <laughs> <laughs> that should be your T-shirt. That's right. <laughs> I gotta worry about how I'm gonna make dinner tonight. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Would you get offended if somebody didn't like a dinner you you spent a lot of time on? No, it crushed me though. I'd feel real, real bad. So offended would be the wrong word. Yeah. But it would hurt. It would hurt me. Yeah, you could hurt me. Like, people could hurt me. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I'll I hurt get... you. <laughs> Wait, that's not an invitation. <laughs> what is this thing where, like... All of a sudden, Danae pulls a knife out. You're like, what is I, going on? I am holding a pen. I could use it as a weapon. Really? No, but I do agree with that because it's kind of like on Twitter when somebody says they like something and then you get all these people saying, oh, I don't. It's like, I wasn't asking you. I know, <laughs> right? I was just telling you I liked something, you know. 
<laughs> it's so weird. It's yeah. so why do we do that? This is yeah. why I never posted anything about uh, having Iris or like being pregnant or anything because mm-hmm. I just didn't want people's opinions. And just by posting something, and then I offended a friend because I never asked her her opinions on things. It was crazy. Are you talking yeah. about parenting? No, I don't want people's opinions. No, it was nuts. No, just being pregnant. There's so like oh, if, yeah. when, when you get pregnant for the first time, it's like open discussion. Mm-hmm. Everyone my, starts giving opinions. My favorite thing though that I discovered about myself after having my daughter was that like before I had her, when I would think people were bad parents, I would just be like, I can't really comment on it though. I don't have a kid. Then I get a kid and I'm like, I was totally right about every single one of those people. (laughs) All those people were terrible parents. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 